Hey everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Medusa's Cascade Collateral Damage. I'm Tom, and I'll be the DM for this campaign. Uh, I'd like to start off uh, with something very important. Everyone in this group, including myself, is fairly new or totally new to D&D 5e. Uh, this game is 100% for fun and has some lax or homebrew rules. And you'll find that out later. I'm more of a rule, rule of cool kind of guy, so... We're more about the role-playing. You'll, you'll figure that out. Anyway, the purpose of me telling you this is that along with seeing the development of our respective player characters and non-player characters, we want you to take the journey with us as we develop as players, DMs, and friends. Uh, as is usually the case when you make and first play a character, it is a representation of yourself in some way, shape, or form we get to explore different aspects of ourselves. Maybe it's a taboo topic that you may not be comfortable talking about in regular conversation, but in the guise of a character in a game, we can voice our inner thoughts. It's been said that RPGs are a form of therapy, and this game is basically our bi-weekly group therapy session. Along with exploring our own and each other's thoughts, uh, we're all continuing to learn how to play how the mechanics of combat and skill challenges work, how to dive deep into a character and to think and act as they do. So the further we get into these sessions, you'll find that more and more is left in and the editing will be less and less. I'll still save you from the awkward silences and the three minutes of math to get the correct amount of damage, but outside of that, you're getting the whole shebang. Now, if you haven't listened to our first session, Nine Strangers Walk Into a Tavern, you should definitely listen to that before you jump into this one for continuity's sake. So let's introduce the players, recap the session, and get to the game. Hey everyone, I'm Joseph and I'm playing a tiefling rogue named Argyle. My name is Sebastian, and I'll be playing a tabaxi rogue by the name of Kyver. Yo, this is Hutch, and I play Shanks, an elven rogue fighter mercenary with a unhealthy obsession in trick shot archery hey everyone this is antonio and i will be playing the goliath known as galahad who has sworn himself to be a paladin i am larice and i will be playing the role of galadloriel a cleric wood elf i'm lawrence i'll be playing zex christianata ranger tabaxi call call motherfucker hello my name is Gaetano. I am playing a water Genasi druid by the name of Weaqua. He has blue skin. He is tall, six feet. He is muscled and he lacks social cues. I hope you enjoy. In the previous session, our party awoke in the woods after having defeated a small enclave of zombies. They made their way down the wooded path to the town on the other side of the forest. As they walked into town, they noticed a peculiar sight. The tavern that they had embarked from the day before had somehow traveled to the other side of the forest. The majority of the party went to the tavern, uh, while Caleb and Galadloriel, or Glad, made their way to the temple in the center of town, where they met the Goliath paladin Galahad. Galahad joined Caleb and Glad, 
uh, at the tavern, where the group again met the enigmatic journeyman and a new ally, Atros, the Kenku artificer. A long conversation was had between the group and the journeyman, where he tried to assuage everyone's doubts. After some success, the group set off uh, to the apothecary and blacksmith for supplies required for their travel to Barovia. The party made their way uh, into the mists of the forest and were ambushed by yet another horde of zombies. After some battle and some fighting, uh, both with the zombies and each other, uh, they successfully defeated their foes and continued on until they happened upon a Vastani camp in the middle of the forest. There was a rocky start to their stay there, but the tension soon lessened and they were invited into the larger tent in the camp to speak to the matriarch. Uh, there, they were given a tarot card reading in which the path to success was laid out for them, albeit cryptically. Uh, here is where things went a little sideways. Kyver, uh, one of the tabaxi, the rogue, uh, decided to rob the camp while everyone slept. He was successful to a point until his cloak caught on a stray nail and he face-planted, scattering the objects of his plunder all on the ground while simultaneously waking up the entire camp. There was to be a fight between the party and the Vistani until Atros came to the rescue with a set of manacles and a natural 20 in persuasion to let the party leave the camp with their lives. This is where we pick up the adventure. So, you guys are now back in the middle of the night, walking through the woods. Uh, for some reason, your blood hunter is nowhere to be seen, but she's a blood hunt. He's a blood hunter, so he can take care of himself, I guess. And you are still without uh, your elven friend Shanks McNasty. And uh, Floof is in a pair of manacles, being led by Atros. Now, is there a group discussion? Does uh, Floof want to try and plead his case? Uh, we'll start there. So you guys can pull your mics on and have a discussion if you like. Just try and make sure you're not talking over each other too much. I, I thought that they were up to something. You could keep me in the manacles. That's fine. This is nothing. It's been in manacles before. Kinky. Well, as you continue through this wonderful, wonderful uh, walk in this 
terribly terrifying, I'm using such horrible words here, uh, forest that's just covered in fog and thick underbrush. The trees are super, super close together. Uh, it, you can barely see in between, you know, out outside of the path that you're on. Um, you enter into a small clearing. And the fog spills out of the forest uh, to swallow up the road behind you. Ahead, jutting from the impenetrable, impenetrable weeds on both sides of the of the road are high buttresses looming gray in the fog. Huge iron gates hang on the stonework. Dew clings with cold tenacity to the rusted bars. Uh, uh, two headless statues of uh, armed guardians fork the gate or, sorry, flank the gate. I can't read my own writing. Uh, flank the gate, their heads now lying among the weeds at their feet. They greet you with silence. A lone figure sits on the right head. As you approach, you hear a yell cut through the fog. Hutch, what do you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then that's all you... That's all you hear. Tommy. Yes. At this time, unknown to the group, can I try to uh, pick the uh, shackles? Uh, yeah, roll me a sleight of hand. Um, sleight of hand. What are D twenty? Uh, yes. I say he should stay in shackles and learn his lesson. Uh, seven sleight of hand. That's plus five. So seven plus. I got a twelve. 12. Well, as everyone is looking at these huge gates in the distance and they see that figure on on the the head, you're over there using one of your claws to pick at the lock, trying to get out. Even Atros isn't paying attention, and you manage to get your claw just enough in there, reach around and click it open, and the manacles begin to fall as you hear, yerp, piercing through the fog. What do you do? What's going, what's going on from here? <clears throat> is this anybody or is this everyone? Yeah, is this, is this Sebastian or anybody? Uh, anybody, if Sebastian wants to start. <clears throat> I mean, you've all heard your and uh, someone sitting over right. in, the fo- in the fog. All right. Uh, so uh, looking around, seems seems this whole group seems to be familiar with this your character. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with him. Who who is he? Tell me. We haven't quite determined friend or foe, but ally so far. That's it. Anyone else? This is Atros. Can I roll for perception? Too? Sure. Okay. I have perception plus five, and I just rolled a three. So eight. It looks like a figure sitting. What do you? There's there's a figure sitting in the uh in the distance on a head who's just yelled you're at you the paladin is looking at you like who is this guy the cat just said the cat that isn't in manacles behind you is sort of like ah, i'm not entirely sure if he's our friend but you know no we know who i think we know who that is and didn't elaborate anymore and uh that's pretty much where you're at nothing crazy So, is anyone else going to be answering uh, the paladin, or what are you guys doing here? Hey, I, I, I engage them and run up. 
And then, I apologize for losing you guys in the fog after the whole zombie thing. But that was a great shot, wasn't it? You know what I'm talking about, cat guy. Froze a little bit. At least you didn't hit a tree. Ooh, I hit a tree again? Oh, awesome. At that point, everybody turns to look at you because you just mentioned that you were about to hit a tree. And your manacles are off now, just hanging in, in the Kanku's hands. What happens next? I'm just throwing my fingers up in the air like, huh. Those are nice bracelets. Thanks. Hey, big man. You want to take a hold of homeboy over here? And I turn over to the cat and like, say, at least you're able to do something successful. You mind grabbing this guy over here? Oh, he's talking to me. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yes, I will grab. Uh, should so... I roll for something? <laughs> this is so awkward. <laughs> I know. So, so you guys aren't cool anymore? Sorry about the, uh, the confusion. Our companion over here decided to have sticky fingers uh, with our last... Uh, encounter with some rather nice gypsies who wanted to, you know, houses for the evening. Instead, They're still upset about the trees. You gotta stop with the chewing. Instead, we were met with swords and uh, a quick exit. I still think it's a tree thing. You're less. Uh, it's not a goddamn tree thing. They very well could have taken it. And I would have supported that. These people gave us food, gave us shelter. We spoke to one of their elders, and you decided to rob from them. Listen, all I gotta say is what gypsies are walking around with 50 pieces of silver. Of it doesn't fucking matter. Ooh, sorry. God damn. No? Ooh, giant boy's getting testy back there. The big guy. I like I like him. Let's keep him on our team. I like him. You guys realize that we've traveled together for a few days now, and almost none of us know each other. So I think before we do anything, we should one hear what Sticky Fingers over here has to say about his actions, and if he wants to. Atone for his mistakes. Connection. Fuck. And then we should actually take the time out to have proper introductions because I still don't know half of you from a hole in a wall. All I know is the big guy, I'm with him. I trust him. I don't know why. Well, I don't agree with the thievery. I do believe that he should have some kind of interaction telling us what he was thinking, what he was doing. Well, to be fair, Tiny, he didn't succeed, so he kind of sucks at what he does. And I don't think he was thinking. This is fair. Hey, hey, excuse me. Yeah, yeah I know I just joined us back, but um, I always find it best to talk while drinking. Y'all want to go get a drink? I second that. I love I, a drink. Uh, listen, Sticky You can't drink good. much when your hands are held. Exactly. Uh, let's let's take a vote. I would it. say drinks on sticky fingers. 
Wait, hold on. How can you drink and talk at the same time? I find that very hard. You'll learn really fast. <laughs> you know what you're doing. You'll learn. You just know, do, can't just understand. Do, do, do as we do. Definitely not as we say. But you just said to drink while we talk. I think you should just come with us. Oh, I was coming. I just wanted to know how the process of drinking and talking was going to happen. But don't understood. worry. Don't, don't, don't worry I, about it. You're don't worry about too far ahead. You're thinking too far ahead. Let's just go. I, so I go. heard round of oh. drinks on the cat, right? No, I heard all drinks on Sticky Fingers. Agreed. Yeah, oh, yeah you, that cat, right? Because, um, you know, no, I no, lost no, all no. my gold back. The cat. No, 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 no. You lost what you stole. Exactly. The fail cat. I'm going to roll a 20. I'm going to hide in the shadows. Oh, so what are you doing? You want to hide in the shadows? I'm gonna... In the shadows? I am not trying to everybody drink. So what did you roll? Let me hold up. Right, roll a 20, d20. I rolled a, a 6. Um, stealth. Stealth is a plus 7. So you sort of look around for a second as everyone's sort of saying like, yeah, so the cat's going to buy us all drinks. And you sort of slowly, like Homer Simpson in that meme, you just slowly back into the underbrush, but you don't go all the way in. Like... You're sitting there. You can see your feet from the bottom, and your ears are popping out. For so, there's I, sort of... I want to stealth and uh, and handcuff myself to him with with the uh, with the shackles. I also want to grab him. All right. And... Well, um, all right. So you guys decide. So, so what do you want to do, Lawrence? I'm gonna go where where my money and my drink is, and I'm gonna go. Uh, Keep a close eye and close watch on Sticky Fingers by putting the handcuffs back on him and myself. All right, so you put one. And I want to, I want to hold him while he does that. <laughs> I want you guys both to do an athletics check for me. So roll a d twenty and add your athletics modifier. And uh, Floof, I want 16. you. Sixteen. I want you to roll uh, a uh, acrobatics check. An acrobatics check. So roll a d20 and add your acrobatics modifier. And Larice, you're doing a, an athletics check. I have two for my athletics check. So you roll a d20 plus your athletics check? Or your athletics mod? Seven. Seven. And what did you roll, Sebastian? Sorry, eight, eight, eight. I rolled twelve. Roll a twelve. Um, so, so, but yeah, I got a twelve. All right. So, uh, Kitty Cat uh, Law, excellent, uh, decides that he's gonna throw the manacle on one of his arms and go take uh, Floof, securing his drink and his food for uh, you know the remainder of this trip, or at least until they get to a tavern. So he throws a, throws on one of the manacles, and even while Floof sort of struggles in, in the underbrush to try and get away, he's sort of moving around, but he's uh, the other cat's just too quick, and he slaps the manacles on, and the wood elf decides that she's going to go over, and she's going to help. Um, but Law ends up pulling Sebastian 
out of the bush beforehand and Larry's falls into the bush for a quick second that stands up and I meant to do that I'm I'm I meant to do that and uh so I'm assume assuming everyone else is going to be uh it w- what's going on from there I walk over to the bush that Larry's falls into and I ask oh no are you okay to the bush <laughs> Yo, uh, quick question, Tommy. Yeah. Quick question. Do I have to roll for my character not to die from laughter? Um, do a constitution check. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, you, you don't have to. But you are, you are, you are, you are on the ground. That was glorious. Just laughing. This is the raven. Mm-hmm. I just look at everyone with a straight face, deadpan stare, shake my head. And respond with, get deep back into the tempest and the nights to Plutonian shore, and just walk away from everyone. Quote the uh, raven. My soul leaves my body. <laughs> <laughs> and then Can the paladin grabs to- it and stuffs it back into you, and you're you're good again. I turn to Lawrence's character, pointing at um, Atreus. Is it? Oh no, what's the uh, Artisipher's name? Uh- yeah, Atros. 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 Atros asking, does he come with a manual or like any way to decipher what he's saying? I haven't seen too many of them in my travels, but you're going to get a lot of this going. So, no. Short hands. Yeah. Turn to my cat brother and go, do you think he tastes like chicken? You have to worry about getting me food before you even talk about getting yourself food. All right, so we going to continue uh, walking here, or yay, nay? Let's boogie. That's exactly what I. All right, so you walk down the path uh, towards those big iron gates that are pretty much right behind you, and uh, the hinges open as you walk through them. The screeching of rusted iron shattering the silence of the forest. And as you move past the gates, the same metal scraping can be heard behind you as the gates close. So as you're walking back into the forest, towering trees whose tops are lost in heavy gray mist block out all but the death gray light. Uh, The tree trunks are unnaturally close together, and the woods have the silence of a forgotten scream, yet exude the feeling of an un... uh, A forgotten grave, yet exude the feeling of an un voice scream water boy catches the scent of death in the air uh the foul scent leads you to a human corpse half buried in the underbrush about 15 feet away from the road uh the young man appears to be a commoner his muddy clothes are torn and raked with claw marks uh, crows have been at the body which is surrounded by paw prints the man has obviously been dead for several days he holds a letter, crump, uh, a crumpled envelope in one hand. Can I do a side check, like, to see what the letter says? Or you don't necessarily have to do a check. You can just grab the envelope. Okay. Uh, instead of her grabbing it, I just hand it to her. Okay. Can I just be on the corpse? Can you just be on the corpse? Did you just pee? Uh, on the corpse? I, I, well, what, before he even does anything, I've like sectioned it off so that 
I, we could do a proper search before anybody else does anything. So I'm going to hold off on, keep it, keep on Sebastian doing fingers. that. You're still attached to me. Come on. It's just a lowly human. I turn over to Tiny and ask, can you just stuff him in your pocket for a little while? I, I could sit on Tiny's shoulder. I might have. Yeah, big, broad shoulders. I could sit on him. So, Loris, I hand you the letter, and I let you read it. So I'm reading the letter. How do I know mm-hmm. what I'm going to tell you what the letter says. I've got it right what, here. What language, it, what language is it in? It's I in, speak languages. It's in common. It's, okay. Uh, it's just in common. Uh, the letter okay. says... Hail thee of might and valor. I, the Burgermeister of Barovia, send you send you honor with despair. My adopted daughter, the fair Irina Kuliana, has been these past nights bitten by a vampire. For over 400 years, this creature has drained the lifeblood of my people. Now, dear Irina languishes and dies from an unholy wound caused this night by this night beast... He has become too powerful to conquer. So I say to you, give a, uh, give us up for dead and circle this land with the symbols of good. Let holy men call upon their fa- their power that the devil may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Lo- uh, leave our sorrows to our graves and save the world from this un- uh, evil fate of yours, of ours. Man, I really can't read cursive. No one writes cursive anymore. <laughs> uh, there is much wealth uh, untra- entrapped in this community. Return for your reward after we are all departed for a better life. Kulian Ivanovich. I can't even pronounce that. Uh, the Burgermeister. Um, can I do a perception roll for if anything is around us at the moment? Uh, sure. Give me a perception. Okay, uh, 15 modifier plus 2, so 17. Except the situation sucks. It's the creepy-ass woods. Um, the, it's it, it feels like things are watching you, though you get the feeling that most of them, if not all of them, are more scared of you than you are of them. Cute. Oh, insight is for when you're trying to see the truth in something or someone. Yeah, for a person, person's motive. Can I check? Can I, can I further search the body? Yeah, you can search the body. Do an investigation check. Um, I'm assuming, Larice, that you read that out loud to everybody. Yes, so I read this letter out loud to everyone, and my assumption is that we are probably surrounded by vampires, but that they're more scared of us than we are of them, and there are probably some friends among the foe when it comes to to the vampires. I am sure there's some that don't want us there, but I'm also sure there's some that need our help. So, okay. I would like, I don't, I don't know how we can figure that out, but we need to continue on this path and figure out how this body got here and who needs our help and who's not our friend and doesn't want us here. Uh, also, uh, so just, we need just, to give this just, just, to Um, just to distinguish, Tommy, I didn't. Did I, in my perception, detect vampires or vampires more like creepy woodland animals? Um, just creepy woodland animals. That's that's what I. So, so yeah, my no, invest- no vampires, Lord. 
my investigation when I searched the body was a fourteen. Fourteen. Um, it definitely looks like um, probably wasn't vampires that killed this man. Uh, more likely wolves or something a bit bigger. Tommy, can I get the head? Can you? Kick the, I don't know. Can no, not if I'm attached to you, moron. All right. All right. Sebastian, do an athletics check with disadvantage, which means you roll the d20 twice and you take the lower of the two. Can I do a medicine check on the body? You roll yeah, natural, one. natural one. Natural one. So you run over to kick the head, and as you go to plant your foot down to swing the other leg to kick it, it hits a patch of mud, and you basically <laughs> slide out, and uh, Law sees what you're doing, and as you're starting to fall, he yanks you back this way, and you fall flat on your ass. Um, and Guy, you are more than welcome to do a uh, medicine check on the partially decomposed body. And then can I bury it? Yeah, sure. We'll see what he has for the for the medicine check. What's your medicine check there, guy? Hello? Yeah, what's your medicine check? 20, 20, 25. 25. Well, he's definitely dead. And it uh, looks like he's been dead for quite a while now. There's nothing you could have done to save him. Okay. With the medicine check, I just wanted to check if there's any bite marks, any puncture wounds, any uh, anything that can tell me what could have done this. Um, definitely was wolves, like lots of wolves. Okay. And as you're doing the and first check... And I relay that information to them. Okay, and as you're telling them that it was wolves that killed this boy, you hear... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, <this Good one. laughs> no. No, you can't. Not right now. Because before you ask that question, as he's telling you that there are wolves in this forest and that it was they were the ones who killed this boy or this young man, you hear a lone howl in the distance. So, what is your question now, Hutch? Nothing. I just pull out my longbow. Okay, so he just pulls up the longbow. So, you just heard a howl in the distance. What are you guys going to do? I pull out my longbow, too. Everyone's going to pull out their... Uh, so, Larissa's got her longbow out, as well as Hutch. Uh, I asked the trees which direction did that howl come from. You get That's you, a true thing. I can I can do that. You you can do that and you feel like they just don't feel like talking to you. Actually give me a nature check. Sure. Natural twenty. The trees sort of give you a... Like, psychically, you can hear the trees, essentially. Well, they don't necessarily say it, but you can feel like they're reluctantly being like, well, it's, I don't know, it's somewhere over there, and it's, so you sort of get the general direction that it's off to the right of where you are. But that's that's all it wants to give you. It didn't even really want sure. to talk to you, but it was, I mean, how could it not? Yeah. Right. I'm gonna, so I'm I gonna, tell them... I'm going to ask the artificer to uncuff me and the moron over here next to me. So if we have to prepare for a fight, I'm not going to die because of his stupidity. 
You're, you're, you're a lot smarter than you look, my friend. I've been around. As you two are arguing, you hear a second howl, but it's more than one wolf this time. Uh, I would ask everyone to get next to a tree so that a, uh, that a creature can't attack them. So be strategic in how they're placed because there are wolves around. So what are you guys doing? What's what's happening? Am I unmuted? Yeah, you're unmuted. Mm. I'm I'm climbing a tree. Uh, give me an athletics check. I would like to. 18. 18. You, you scale up one of the closer trees pretty quick. You're up on one of the lower branches. And what were you asking, Larice? I would like to find out um, if I like where they are. Like if I could go closer to them to find out where they are. Is that perception? Um, I mean, you can do an investigation check. Oh, okay. One. You look into the woods, and you're not entirely sure how anything could be moving in there. It's so thick, the underbrush. Maybe it's just stuff you're hearing. You're you're not entirely sure. The wolves are even real. Um, I ask everyone to, like, put their backs against a tree, just in case... Uh, an animal is coming, so like spread out, be strategic. I have Now I'm I'm just throwing this out here. I'm I'm wondering why nobody's deciding to just like keep walking. Like you guys are all just standing uh, like 15 feet off the road. I'm just gonna keep walking. That's it. Ask if I could shoot. Well, you can. We can you look. Walking. You wanted to see where they were, so you looked into the woods and you didn't. You couldn't discern where they were, but you oh, guys no, don't. I would, like, Do you want to leave? See, like, you can see leave. Where they are. Well, I'm saying. All right, let's. Go. <laughs> well, we gotta figure out where the wolves are coming from. Um, food. Let's go. Tiny, you're with me. <laughs> let's just move forward. Whether we have wolves or not, they're gonna surround us. Let's just move forward and see what happens. All right, everybody, pile behind Tiny and keep moving. I'm gonna take back the back of the line. All right, cool. I'm gonna be in the middle of everybody. That's where I belong at. I'm gonna be where the fuck they put you because you're with Lawrence. <laughs> I'm not handcuffed anymore. I'm not handcuffed. Is he? I don't remember saying that he was on, that he wasn't handcuffed. All right, so you guys are just gonna keep walking. Uh, yeah. Even while walking, uh, I have my sword out, just prepared for anything, but we're all walking. Alright. I got my crossbow. We're walking. You guys are all ready and prepared. I'm gonna wait for... Dagger on my Right on. I'm gonna wait for Law to come back. Just, uh... Is it still night or is it day? It's still night. You're still in the night. Although, you seem to have been walking long enough where... what you could tell maybe is daybreak. Everything's so like overcast and gray and just there's no color here. It's just dark and dingy the whole time. So even when it's noon, it still looks like it's the middle of the afternoon overcast. So it's look like it's looking like it's sort of starting to get lighter out, but you're not entirely sure you haven't made it out of the woods yet. I also want to remind everyone from last time I 
gave each person a good berry, which if you eat it, it gives you one hit point and you don't have to eat for the rest of the night. When does it expire? After 24 hours. I don't think it's been 24 hours yet. No, it has not been 24 hours yet. So I, everyone should eat it to get that one health and so that they're not starving. I chewed on my good berry. Very nice. Tasty. And we keep walking, I guess? Yeah, you guys are going to continue walking, uh, basically waiting for Lawrence to get back because this... Uh, I would gotcha. like to ask Guy's character if he has any more of those good berries. Um, I created ten. How many did I? How many did I give out last time? Uh, how many people were there? Eight, I believe. So you still have okay? So yeah, I up. said. Uh, I look at him and I say, "Of course, buddy." I bow and I give him a berry. Are you gonna pound his chest too, like you did with those innocent villagers? I cast thunder wave on the cat. Friend. Thunder, you cast thunder wave on the cat. What was that? Lord? Can we cast spells? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I said now they're innocent victims. The ones you stole from now they're innocent. <laughs> innocent victims. Oh, I see. We keep saying hey. stole as if he succeeded, but he didn't. Yeah. That's a very good decision. Two out of, two out of three is a winner. Is it though? He, kill them. he just had to give them back because he got caught. Hey, I he missed does. everything in like the last five, six minutes. I don't know how long I was gone. Uh, we killed, we wow. killed a bunch of wolves, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we killed a bunch of wolves. Seriously? No. <laughs> We're just no. walking, guy. <laughs> no. We're just walking. Oh. All right. Can we cast spells on teammates? I mean, if you really want to, I don't see why you would need to. And I feel like putting the uh, cat to sleep. Not permanently. Putting the cat to sleep. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to, you can cast sleep on. On. No, wait. Spell block. What's that? Who's carrying them? Won't that waste the spell block? One it, of it two, will, but it would set the uh, after the day. I was just asking. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Just it, it, it's an option. Is yeah. what I'm getting at here. You could. You definitely could. <laughs> I, I'll wait on that. <laughs> so, we keep walking. As you're all walking uh, through this forest uh, with one cat tugging the other by manacle. Uh, several hundred yards away through the fog, you see a flickering torchlight. And what, what do you guys? What do you guys do? What's the decision? I'm gonna keep walking to have good vision, um, and I'll be able to see where the torchlight is coming from. Since I'm in the front, I'm gonna keep walking. Okay. Well. Hey guys, we should go into the light. Well, so the raven throws a ball bearing with a light. To light the way, the face upon the shadowing figure approaching us. Well, it's not every time. Like when you throw this light, the when you throw the ball bearing, the that's an, imbued with light. Um, you see that the the other light, as you keep walking towards it, it's still pretty much the same distance. So it seems like you guys are like it's moving away from you as it's going. So not necessarily, it's not coming towards you. You think it's that caravan? 
I have good money that says it's uh, the Journeyman's Tavern. I keep walking towards it. Can can I do a detect magic spell or something? Um, sure. Do a detect magic. Like would that be? Uh, do you have a detect? Um, do you have detect magic as a spell? Yeah. Then uh, yeah, use detect magic. Use whatever it. Uh... Right, How many can we use per game? We can use four out of four spells, and then two out of two second level spells. Like uh, if yeah, I'm... if that you if that's what you have. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna use my detect magic spell to detect. And then I have to roll, right? Um, so it says, uh, for the duration, uh, for the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can, can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, uh, or a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. So it's a, a thirty foot range, and it's several. The light's several hundred yards away. Oh, uh, never mind. So, do you guys follow it? Because it seems to be diverging from the path, um, off to the left yeah. a, a bit. I'm gonna follow it. You can follow, right? I think I'm gonna stick on the path. So, what's the consensus of the group? Is what I'm asking. So we'll go. We'll. I'll go around it. So Larissa's going, is gonna follow it. Sebastian doesn't want to, but I feel like what Sebastian wants to do it has no bearing on what the rest of the group will do. Um, so let's go with. So we've got Larissa. The raven breaks off. So guy, what what would uh, the what does the raven do? The raven breaks off from the group, and walks away to see what happens. All right, so we've got Larice uh, and the and Yun going. Uh, Joe, what do you want to do? Oh, we'll follow the path. Follow the path. So we got two for not going on the not following the light. Guy, what do you want to do? Uh, if that's what the majority of the group is doing, then I do what they want to do. I'll okay. go with them. Okay, so you're in the middle. All right, uh, Law, what do you want to do? I think we just lost him for a second. Lawrence, Lawrence left, I think. Lawrence left. All right. Uh, well, then, Hutch, what do you want to do? I'm going to go with the Raven. All right. So, four. The path. Diverge from the path with uh, Larice and the Raven? Yeah. And, Tone, what would you like to do? Um, I'll do the light. All right. So, it looks like you guys are going towards light. So, is everybody but Joe... And so everybody but Tails and Floof, although Floof is sort of being dragged off the trail, and Tails sort of looks over and just sort of, I'm assuming, gives a sort of exasperated shrug, like, all right, I guess we'll we'll go after the light, because that seems everyone's friggin' cats now. Um, am, I, am, I, am I getting close on that character right there, Joe? How how would you react? Everyone else is leaving sorry, the path, but you. Um no no. So I mean, I thought we were all going on a path. Um, I'll follow the light with the rest of the group. All right. 
Cool. So everyone's going. So the torchlight, uh, the torchlight flutters as it moves away from you, but you never really lose sight of it. Uh, you make your way quickly yet cautiously uh, through the fog until you come upon the shell of a ruined tower. The upper floors of the structure have been collapsed, leaving heaps of rubble and shattered timber around the tower's base. The feeble light moves through an open doorway on the ground floor and then flickers and goes out. Oh, I'm just looking at the, at the group and going, you guys still want to follow that light? I'm going. Yeah, they, so you, uh, you're at, in front of a giant tower. Uh, it looks like it's the top's been collapsed out. Um, basically, the you only have the first floor. It's maybe about, it's like a square tower, so it's about 30 feet by 30 feet dimension wise and on the uh the dirt floor the packed dirt floor that's the only room in the whole thing's this giant like tunnel essentially there's a wooden chest on the opposite wall as you enter the doorway and not seemingly not much else around some under underbrush and stuff like that some small growth inside the i'm going in and i'm looking in the chest is everyone else following I'm going in. Going in? Going in. Yep, going in. All right. I have no choice. I'm shackled still, right? Yes, you are. I'm I'm going in, but I want to be last. All right. Guy ends up being last. Of course. The raven stays on. Actually, I'd like to stand watch at the door as well. Stand watch at the door. So the raven and the elf uh, and the archer standing watch at the door and everyone else is going in even reluctantly uh floof is because he's being dragged by law excellent all right where's your bravery now floof roll initiative no not roll initiative it's not time oh Oh, okay (laughs) what else got jokes what else got jokes did you see what i did a couple trees back there We so. only move in the dark. We'll so. move when we have to do it right. All right. So, uh, when you go in, you're—I'm assuming you. So you're going towards the uh, the chest, Larice. You're leading the charge in. Are you? Are yeah. you going towards the, the single chest that's in there? Yep. Gonna open that bad boy. See what's up. All right. So give me a sleight of hand check. Because it is locked. The first slide of hand fails. Can I just break the lock with my sword? Let's see what her, her check is. I mean, I should be able to pick it, right? While she does that, can I do a perception check to look around? Yeah, give me a perception you know, check. You know, if you take the shackles, I can lock pick it. Uh, 23. Some... Not a chance. Now this is just you, guy, but something doesn't necessarily feel right about this situation. You're not ent- you're not entirely sure what it is, but you you're pretty friggin' sure this is not a good situation to be in right now. Oh, oh, what I was trying to do is just look around, not to do. Um, uh, you don't it? you don't physically oh, okay, okay. see anything, okay. but you get you get okay. a feeling deep in deep in okay, your, gotcha. your chest. You're like this just doesn't feel because it's too quiet. It's gotcha. like, what are sure. the odds of this gotcha. happening? That type yeah, of, yeah, for sure. So I mean, Larice Road. What'd you get, Larice? Three. A what? Three. A three. three. Oof. Okay, so you fumble around with it a little bit. 
and nothing really happens. You end up you end up bending the lockpick tool that you were using, and you're going to have to get that fixed if you want to use it again. What ends up happening is that I'm more on guard now, and I turn around and look at the door that um, the raven and the archer are standing in. Like Because I can't open it, I turn around immediately and feel on guard. Okay. So, so I... So I ask her when she turns around, are there any markings or, or anything on that chest? Are there? I could do a per, a perception. What is that? Yeah, give me a, give me an investigation check because you're looking to see if there's anything hidden on there or anything like that. Okay. I'm still waiting for someone to take off my shackles so I can lockpick. I mean, you know, I'll feel. Well, if you want a successful uh, lockpick, they'll ask me, not you. Are you offering yourself up, Joe? I am. Go right ahead, my tailed brother. <laughs> Which one is it I'm doing? Investigation? Yes, investigation. And uh, give me a sleight of hand check, Joe, because if you're going to attempt to pick the lock. All right. My investigation is zero, but I rolled a 13. 13. That's a D20, right? Yeah, it's a D20. Uh, you don't see anything, but you haven't... I mean, the box, it, it's... It's old and beaten up, but you don't see any markings on it. Uh, I rolled a 19, and my sleight of hand is 6 plus 2. All right. So Tails walks over, sort of looks at Luis for a second, and pulls out his little kit that he's got and gets down, and and you just hear a loud click, and the trunk hood just sort of pops up a little bit. So. I turn to Sebastian and say, see, that's how it's done. You did it better than Alfie. Wait, question. Mm-hmm. You just said the sleight of hand is something plus something. Does that mean this is like a separate question? Because I, I had rolled athletics two plus, I think, six. So that would have been eight. But then strength, it says plus two. So I do six plus two plus two. No, you just do the modifier that's on there. He has a proficiency with it because he's a thief. I got you. You just is do... Th- you, yeah, I see what you're doing, but that that strength plus two is the modifier for all of those things that are in that category. So dexterity is, you know, and so on and so forth. So Okay, so two. Yeah, it would just be the two. Okay. Yeah, and I just popped open the chest. So it still hasn't really been opened. It's just sort of sitting oh, there slightly yeah. ajar and I'll, unlocked, but not really open. Hey, look, Alfie, he, um, he was able to do it. I say we let the I, uh, cat open I it up. Volunteer, I, I would, yes, volunteer the cat. Joe read my mind. So that means you're going to uncuff me then? <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, can we uncuff me from him and then recuff both his hands? Wait, I have, a, I have an idea if we want to open the chest and we're worried about it. Go on. <clears throat> Alright, so I look to the groove. I don't trust the cat. No one trusts the cat. My foot's seven feet long. I can stick my stick. My sword is seven feet long. Sorry about that. <laughs> I can prop the chest open with my sword, and we can see what's inside. So you got big feet. 
You know what they say about big feet, though, right? They wear big socks? Socks. Sticky, sticky figures, you're in luck. Uh-huh. So, what are you guys going to do? So you're gonna take the hand. Okay? He's gonna he's gonna stick his penis, his sword, his sword in there. He's gonna stick his sword. <laughs> uh, can I now do my med uh, magic uh my detect magic spell here? Yes, you okay. certainly can. So you mutter a few arcane words. Your hands working in these twisted ways around the center of your body and your there's a slight uh, greenish yellow glow coming from you and uh, you sort of almost sort of like a sonar like a pulse through the entirety of the room and you get a very sinking feeling in your stomach as you realize you're on desecrated ground so guys we're on desecrated ground. I look at my cat brother and go, you still want to be cuffed to me? Guys, I don't think we should be in here right now. I turn to the wood elf and ask, can't you pray to the grains of sand or something? Like, what's the next step? Uh, I open out my of, notebook. Out of, you, out of you band of misfits, which one of you have dealt with desecration and vampires before. I've dealt with desecration. Desecration, not failure, he asked. Listen, I have one slip. One slip. Gotta let it go, Tails. <laughs> you had one slip into another slip into us almost getting killed. So you're still on timeout. In other words, it was an avalanche of failure. All I know is that some vampires are friend and some vampires are foe. But if I were sleeping, I wouldn't want somebody standing on top of me. So I don't think we should be in here right now. Tommy. Yeah? Uh, I want to use my divine sense. It's just an ability. I don't know if I can go off that. Yeah, the presence of evil uh, registers your senses. As an action, you can open your awareness and detect such foes. Till the end of your next turn, you know the location of any celestial field around dead within 60 feet of you that is not behind total cover. And then you know the type uh, celestial fiend or undead, any being whose presence you sense, but not its identity. Uh, you get the sense that uh, you, you sense the presence of uh, a fairly decent presence of the undead. Which could be any number of things, considering you just walked into a vampire's domain. It could be any number of things, but it's undead. You get the present. You get the sense that there's uh, the presence around, but you can't quite tell where it is. I know. I know it's within sixty feet, but it's also within full cover, so that it may not be close. You're not entirely sure, but you definitely sense uh, an undead presence. Um, there's something here. You know, we, we leave. We need to leave. Uh, I will note that the trunk is still unopened. It's, do you? I thought you were gonna open the box with your little um, sword. Yeah, that should have happened actually. I didn't know if there was any just go off that. So <laughs> as you're saying, guys, I think something's here. 
you reach over with your sword and slip the tip of it. <laughs> I can't not say it without no. not laughing. <laughs> under the under the lid and flip it open and you see that there isn't actually anything in the chest. It's empty. Oh, boo. All this for an empty chest. And as you guys begin to Sounds huff familiar, about huh? making jokes at each other, the ground begins to tremble. Yes. And as you all, I need you guys to make uh, an athletics check real quick for me. That's D20, right? Yes. Everybody? Um, Everybody. And am I uncuffed from this moron? Did I, did I uncuff him to himself, by the way? I don't know. You guys were talking about it, but nobody ever did anything. Uh, so you guys are still cuffed 15. together. 15. Um, All right, cool. Uh, athletics checks. So that's a 13 plus a 2. I got a 15. Cool. Okay, uh, I, didn't have a modifier. I rolled a one. I rolled a nine. Yeah, All fifteen. Right. I don't have a modifier for athletics. Cool. All right, so uh, eighteen. Oh, eighteen for guy. Cool. Uh, Turtle man. Larissa got a five. Cool. I would rolled also like these handcuffs off of me and onto the idiot. Uh, what did you get, Law? Again, a nine. Um, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, Hutch, what did you get? 10, 10 plus, 10 plus 3 modifier. Alright, cool, 13. Alright, so, everybody who got below a 10 is now prone, as the ground shakes above you and those who got below a 10 fall to the ground. You can use your movement in your turn to stand back up. Um, so you fall to the ground, and as you're falling to the ground, hands are reaching up from underneath the floor as 11 zombies emerge from the ground. Roll initiative. Not again. <laughs> Not again. Well, if you guys didn't roll so shitty before, all the time. Before we do initiative, what is with you guys and zombies? <laughs> 20, right? I don't know. What's rolled I rolled an 8. Every fucking time. I mean, you guys. I, what is I, ro I, I rolled a nine. All right, well, I'm going to go through and we're going to... Everyone roll their initiative and I'm going to announce sets here. So, uh, every, has everyone rolled? Yeah. All right, so everyone who got yeah. between a 20 and a 25. Nobody? Um, do I add my modifier for that? Or? Yeah, you add your uh, initiative modifier. It's on the front page. So you roll No. No? All right, uh, 20 to 15. 20 to what? 20 to 15. Anyone roll a 20 to 20, a 15? 20, finally! I got 20! 18. 19. Um, so who got between uh, 15 and a 10? I have 10. 14. I have 11. I have a 14. Uh, 10 and 5. You guys, that was my first 20 ever. It's a dude! Nice. Who got a uh, uh, total of a three? So, guy, I got a three. Law, what did you get? Law. With my sorry, sorry, I have my mic off. With my modifier, I got ten. Ten. All right, cool. Law. Oh wait, I didn't use my modifier. Wait, 
Which one is initiative? It's on, oh, the, first I got on the first. Oh my! It's on the first page. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. So it would have been a, it would have been a seventeen for me, not a fourteen. I have a three minute. All right, that's cool. So, Larice, Tone, Sebastian, Hutch, Yun, Guy, Law, and Joe. That's everybody, right? Should be eight. Eight. Wonderful. All right. So for the sake of making things easy and using the theater of the mind here, uh, basically where everyone is standing, you're in you're in a thirty by thirty box, so you can literally run pretty much anywhere you need to go. I will let you cross diagonally as well. So uh, everyone has at least one zombie surrounding them that they can immediately attack. So, um, uh, Tone has two of them. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and three pop up near the entrance, which so that means that Yun and Hutch are facing three of them. And there's one actually directly in the middle that's sort of not near anybody, as I'm assuming that everyone's there. So there's do you have a battlefield? I do not have a battlefield. Uh, very difficult to do this o o on Skype. I just we'll, we'll just do like I said. You guys are pretty much next to the two that you have, and I'll keep. I'm, I'll keep, I'm keeping gotcha. track of everything. So uh, Larice is up first. You have a zombie to your left. What do you do? Oh, I was talking about my mic. So the twenty that I rolled, that's gonna determine how well I do on this, or I gotta roll again. Uh, you have to roll again for if you're going to do an attack. This basically go, what you just rolled for was uh, for where you're going to start in in the okay. turn. So you're, oh. you're up first. You have a zombie directly to your left. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, I want to. I can do the magic missile. Magic missile. And my spell attack is plus five. Oh, oh, I have to roll, right? Yes, I do believe so. Okay. Do I have magic missile on this? I got a three plus five, that's eight. An eight will hit. Uh, let's see, I'm just trying to bring up magic missile just to make sure I know exactly what you got. No, it's not an eight, so it'll roll on Oh, that's good. Alright, so magic missile. You're gonna focus all your missiles on to one? Onto that zombie next to you? Larice, you gotta unmute. Larice! Sorry, sorry. Yes, the one next to me. Alright, so roll to attack. I thought I, I thought I did that. Oh yeah, you got an 8. I'm sorry, that's my fault. Uh, roll me a d4. So the... This one. 3! 3, Alright, so... 12 points of damage, because it hits... Hits it in three shots. One in the shoulder, one in the ribs, and then one right in the stomach. 
So it's sort of caught off guard and it sees you now. It's really coming at you. But, uh, excellent. So this one is down 12. Excellent. It's not looking all that great, but it's still it's still moving here. Uh, Tone, you're up. You've got one directly in front of you and one directly to your right. Uh, so I'm prone, so I don't have to use an action to get up and then that's it? Um, you can use your movement. You can't really, you can't go anywhere, essentially. Okay. But I, I can get up, but I can still roll for attack? Yes. I'm going to allow okay. that. Alright, yeah. So let's do that. Um, are they, are the two zombies, are they next to me? Are they flanking me? Or is one in front of me and the other one's adjacent? One is directly in front of you and one is adjacent. To your right. Okay. Um, yeah, let me, let, I'm going to go, I'm going to roll attack back on the one in front of me. Uh, 12 12 will hit the one directly in front of you yep and then I'm going to roll 2d6s um, plus 3 oh it's 12 plus 5 so uh, 17 so yeah. um, alright 2d6s yep and then uh, I can re-roll 1s and 2s I have excellent okay 5 on the first roll uh, four on the second, that's nine plus three, that's twelve. So, um, you use, you have your your long sword, and you take a swipe from shoulder uh, to hip across the zombie. It hits the zombie, um, cleaving it almost in half. But as you swipe through, you notice that the zombie's torso begins to slowly mend itself back together. It's still hurt. You can see the remnants of where that cut is, and you definitely did do damage, but it's still it's holding itself together. It's uh, it's down 12 points of damage as well. Wonderful. Uh, so, Sebastian, you are next. Question, am I still handcuffed? You are handcuffed. You, uh, your left hand is handcuffed to Law's right hand. Does that put me at a disadvantage, or...? Um, which which hand is your primary doesn't hand? Doesn't put me as a doesn't put me as a disadvantage. <laughs> I'm gonna use his, um, I'm gonna use my short bow since my hand is not free. Um, I mean, like you're not like hand- tied wrist to wrist here. You do have some length of chain on it, but you don't have like full movement. Oh, cool. That makes that so much easier for me. So, so you can use your longbow. You know, question: um, Is the zombie still aware that is the zombie aware that I'm there or no? The zombie? Is it aware? Yeah, yeah it's it's aware. It's come up from the ground, and it's sort of it's it's gotten its eye on you. It hasn't really done anything yet. It's just sort of still noticing you. Uh, you do have disadvantage if you use a ranged weapon that close to it, though. So, so I'm gonna switch to my long sword. Okay, long sword, excellent. And I'm gonna go for a nice little strike. R- uh, roll attack. I roll uh, twelve plus. Do I have my? Sh- no, I don't add strike. No. That's, yeah, I rolled twelve. Roll a 12. It does hit. Uh, roll me damage. That's a... Uh, shorts. I, use, I said the... What was it? The long sword, right? 
Yeah, one sword. So that's one. That's the D4, right? Uh, a long sword? That's what it says I have here. Are you sure it's a long no. sword or a short sword? I feel like a long sword has. I'm gonna go with the short sword. It says, um. Yeah, 1d6 plus 3. Alright, yeah, so short sword. We'll just say it was your short sword. Yeah, 1d6 plus 3. Plus 5 is when you roll the d20. Oh, okay. But you already broke the, right, okay. the AC score. So it's the plus 3. So it's 5 plus 3, 8. You, uh. You pull out your short sword and you decide you're gonna take a little swipe at this zombie. He's just started, sort of started noticing you. How, how do you want to hit the zombie? I mean, essentially, I'm assuming you're just gonna you're gonna take the sword and you're. I, I'm assuming you're not necessarily cool at all. It's just it's you're like, oh shit, there's a zombie in front of me. You pull out your short sword and you just swipe at it and you tend to you find purchase with it and uh, you do you do a respectable eight points of damage. Um, it's definitely on to you now and is definitely going to be coming towards you, um, but I mean, it's still going. You, you did a little bit of damage there, but not by a whole bunch. Uh, Hutch, you're up next. You have... Uh, with, right, with, uh, your back to, with your back uh, to the door, uh, you have three zombies pretty much equally uh, in front of you. One's a little bit closer to Atros, which I'm going to assume that with the door behind you, the door is to your left, and Atros, the door is to your right. That's how I'm seeing it in my head, and that's where we're going to go. So there's one each pretty close to you, and one sort of in the middle. So, what would you like okay, to do? Okay, um, so question, is is there an angle I could take a shot if I was able to not only hit, push a, a, a one back, a second one back further away from us, if that's possible? Um, at this range, I mean, you could use your movement speed, your movement to back up to get it within, so you're not shooting with disadvantage, within 10 feet. Within melee range, essentially, you you have disadvantage on a, a ranged weapon. So, okay. if you were to back up, you could potentially push one of the zombies back in. But I would have to back up for, as this move, and then attack? Yep. Alright, let me just attack. Um, Alright, so I'm going to longbow uh, the closest one to me. The closest one to you? Okay, so you're going to roll with disadvantage. Okay. What's the disadvantage? You roll 2d20 and you take the worst of the two. Okay. Alright, so I got a 10 and a 3. So, so you... a 3 plus the longbow is plus 7. So it's a 10. So you still hit um, just barely. You uh, take the shot and it pops it in the shoulder. Roll damage. Okay, roll damage. Um, 1d8. So seven plus three plus two plus two. What's all the extra twos? The proficiency is plus two, and then the plus two to archery attack is a plus two. Remember that's what I had asked you. Oh before. yep, 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 yep. Seven plus three plus two plus two. So just add the add the proficiency. Yeah. So just seven plus three plus four for your proficiency. Um, all right. So, also, also, can I add a superiority die for precision shot? So one of the four superiority die? Um, I'll let you do it this time, but you have to remember 
uh, you have to say it before I ask you to roll damage. Once I ask you to roll damage, it it is what it is. But for now, just because this. Is oh, I thought it's it it could. Oh, it's before before after the action, but yeah, it has to be before the has, damage. Yes, yeah. it has to be before I tell you to roll damage because essentially that will. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that'll alter roll damage. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Sorry. No worries. Right. I'll so add seven. Add seven to that. Add seven to that. So that was what fourteen seven twenty one. Somehow, and it pushes it, uh, what is it, does it have to do a constitution saving throw? Or a saving throw? Oh, to be pushed back as well? Yes. I'm assuming. Read me what it, what it is. Alright, precision shot says, um, hold on a second. Uh, precise, precise strike. You can gain superiority die to add attack to the roll. It just adds attack to the roll. They, they didn't say anything about a constitution. Not okay. at, at least not in And that. does it say anything about pushing it back? No. Then it doesn't push it back. It would have to be okay. a specific action to do that. Cool, man. Cool. So, either way, you just did 21 points of damage. Um, and... You hit that thing with so much force that essentially it took off half of its upper right-hand side, like half of its torso, and the arm is sort of like pinned on the ground, and you've hit it with such force. So not only did you tear off the arm, and it's sort of trying to claw at you while it's pinned to the ground by your arrow, but you actually have, have sort of, just by sheer force of impact, have almost shattered its legs, so it's like almost standing. It's like on its last legs. You you pretty much almost killed it with that one shot. It's still alive, but you are. It's, it's ridiculous right now. It's it's, pre, it's pretty close to death, or an actual death as opposed to the undead. So that's going to be. Your and I'm good with this. All right, cool. Uh, Yun, you're up, sir. Are the zombies? In a fairly straight line, the ones that are in front of us. Um, think of it as you have the doorway immediately to your right, and across the other side on the arch of the doorway is Shanks. He's just shot one with a bow that was like pretty much his diagonal right, but closest to him. You have one that's to your diagonal left that's the closest to you, and then there's one sort of in the middle between the two of you, uh, like in the doorway, sort of like probably going to go after Shanks because he just actually did something all right i know what i'm gonna do i advance to the left flank this way i'm on the left side directly in the line with all three zombies in my line of sight okay and i summon my eldritch cannon and attack move of the flamethrower variety and i say leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken excellent and for my bonus Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. For your bonus. And for a bonus action, I will activate it and attack with fire damage. So I have to roll 2d8. Do it up. And a 6. So a hit for an 8. And I should be able to hit all three of them, right? Um, it's going to mainly hit the first one that's closest to you. You're going to get some residual damage. We'll throw on uh, 
the five go onto the the zombie that's directly in front of you, and some of the flames actually reach past it and go into the secondary zombie. It doesn't reach all the way through. Uh, basically, the one that's at the end basically just sort of gets pushed by the the, the power surge of the the, the uh, flames sort of sucking the oxygen out of the air as it's pushing forward. It doesn't really do anything to it. I so. got. You have five on one, and they both immediately catch fire some of their hair their clothes are starting to catch fire so next is going to be joe all right um i'm going to cover the distance between me and the zombie that was uh, almost killed by hutch and since i'm coming up behind it i should be able to sneak um, attack it if you do, you want to use your disengage because there is one within melee range of you that could take a yeah, swipe. Yeah, so you. I'll disengage from that one. So bonus uh, action, disengage. Yep. Yep. I'll cover the distance to the zombie that uh, should be facing Hutch, so I should be able to sneak attack it. Uh, if you want, it's it's looking like it's it's pretty pretty much done. Uh, mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, he's he's just he's just getting a kill. I saw I saw yeah. what he did. Yeah, Cap, basically. Cap, Captain <laughs> Kilsteel. All right. It's my turn. Everybody did it to me last time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this, is this is payback. I'm just rolling the sneak attack damage, or am I rolling? You're for... rolling. You still got to roll a hit. Okay. So give me a. That's a twelve, and it, what modifier would apply to that? And what are you? What are you trying to kill it with? Uh, dagger. Oh no! Uh, short sword. Short sword. All right. So add the modifier for the short sword. But that's a uh, four. So, 16? 16 does indeed hit. Um, and roll your damage with the sneak attack. Actually, you know what? You don't have to. How do you want it to go? Um, I come up placing... What's up? No, no, just choose where you hit him very carefully. Hmm. <laughs> He's going to be all about trying to hit things in the balls. Like, this is all it's going to be. <laughs> No, uh, I'm good on that. Um, I run up behind it and place my back to the zombie's back and take my dagger, spin it in the air, and then just like stab it up in the back through the torso. And as you do that and you pull it out, it basically, um, it basically you you pull out the one key section of its spinal column and it just poof, collapses into dust and bones. And nice. Joe has the first kill. Well done. Totally earned, not stolen. <laughs> Law, you're up next. And you are prone, so you can use your movement to stand back up, but you can't move from where you are. How much slack you have, maybe. Oh, let's say you've got two feet worth of uh, chain between your wrist and the floof's wrist. Alright, give me one second because I've been trying to figure out how much I can do right now. If I get up, how close are, is the next zombie to me? By there's one basically it, on top of me, right? Yeah, there's within five feet of you. Within five feet? Um, but essentially, you, you're, you're occupied five foot square, so they're right next to each other. You're within melee range. Um, so I would have to get up 
and draw. I would have to get up and wait to draw my sword. No. Okay. So I would like to get up uh, and draw my sword. Draw my short sword. Okay. Sorry. What are you, what you gonna do? Um. I would like to. Yeah, it's piercing. Do a lunging strike at it. Roll. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> natural twenty, baby. Let's go. Boom. All oh, right. So, natural twenty. All uh, right. With Excellent. a modifier, with a modifier of three. It doesn't matter. You got a nat twenty. That's that's the important thing. Uh, All right. So roll damage and double the die. All right. Um. Roll six. And a six! Let's go! Nice. All right. All right. Uh, What's the modifier? So 12 plus the modifier. Uh, so 13. Oh, so it's just so a... I, I, just a I kind of want to super... I want to Superman punch it through the face. Like, with my sword. And that's exactly what you do. You sort of jump up. Are you using your left or your right hand? Um... Oh, left hand. All right. So. I, I'm also... I can also dual wield, so it doesn't really matter. All right, so... With your with your dual wielding ability, you pull out your sword in your left hand, and you decide that it's going to be so badass to just Superman punch this zombie directly in the face with the sword and the point, and you are absolutely successful, basically jamming it long ways straight across through the zombie's face, through its nose. You pop it in, you pull it out, and the zombie's head is sort of eh. It's it's got like a it looks like a a CD, uh, it's like a, an opening in in the middle of its face. It's still coming at you, and it's really pissed now. But uh, you, for sure, for sure. So let's go. All right. So now it's the zombies' turns. So. Guy's character? Yo, the guy's character. The guy's character go? No, he's after the zombies. Oh, oh, they have higher initiative than him. Yep. Shit. <laughs> Shut up, tiny. All right. So the zombie that is uh that you hit with the three magic missiles is now coming at you and is going to try and bite you. He's he's gotten close enough. Uh, he's still smoldering from your magic missiles. Uh, does a 15 hit? <laughs> that face. Does what it... do I do? Look at your armor. Myself? Look at your armor class. Wait, didn't I buy armor? Did you? I bought some. It's the same. We have, it's the same armor class from uh, from two weeks ago. When we were in the forest. Oh, but didn't I buy stuff like chain something? I don't remember. Can you check about? Ooh, I don't know what I. <laughs> Let's just go with the armor class. Armor class that you have, fifteen. So it 16. does. Sixteen, or fifteen. Yeah. Six, sixteen. So as it comes in to bite you, it gets close and 
you can feel its breath on your shoulder and you nudge away just in time as it snaps down on its teeth and misses the bite. Ew, um, did his teeth come out? Ew. Yep. Gross. Um, I'm, I'm, so, I'm disgusted. <laughs> as, as everyone should be. Um, so, uh, Tone, the zombie that was in front of you that you basically almost cut in half on your first attack uh, comes at you and tries to claw at you. Uh, what uh, Does a 14 hit you? I step away. So you step away with ease and then you also sort of with the broad part of your sword smack away sort of the advance of the zombie to your right as it tries to claw at you but just does not get any sort of any sort of purchase on that as well uh let's see here sebastian the one that you uh frantically swiped at with your sword uh does a does a five hit no i just sit there and smile at it so it goes at you and as it tries to come and bite down you lift up your left hand and let it bite on the chain right in front of your arm and you just sort of sitting there laughing at it like what an idiot uh let's see here let's see here hutch the zombie that is uh, just a little bit on fire here uh that was in the center between you and yun he is uh coming towards you now and as he comes in he's going to take a giant swipe at you does a seven hit you uh no it does not okay so you sort of take a quick step back and nothing really comes of it and it almost sort of loses its balance and catches itself and is slowly coming towards you again now yun the one that you pretty much shot in the face with a giant flamethrower cannon turns to you it's it's hair still sort of a, a flame smoke coming off of it comes at you and is deciding that it's going to, to try and scratch you here uh does a 17 hit yes yes all right so that is going to be glad i wrote this down that is going to be four slashing damage uh Joe, the zombie that has was uh, that you actually ran away from is coming up behind you now and uh, lunges in for a bite. Uh, does a two hit you? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So you end up seeing it coming from a mile away, essentially, and as it lunges, you sort of just step to the side and smack its back as it sort of lunges forward and catches itself before it falls flat on its face. Uh... Law, does a three hit you? It does not. So that zombie, barely really being able to see because it has a three-inch wide hole in the middle of its face, swipes at you, and you just sort of lean back and don't really don't really even pay it any mind. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, buddy. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so, guy, the zombie that is... Uh, directly in front of you uh, comes at you and, and tries to bite you. Does a 15 hit you? Yes. 15 hits. Alright, so that's going to be three uh, piercing damage. Uh, three tears go down my face. <laughs> As it should. Um, Alright, and the final zombie is going to make its way over and... Um, 
you know what it's sort of fascinated by these two cats that are chained together and it's going to make a uh, another attack on Sebastian uh, yeah. <laughs> does a 17 hit you Ooh! Yeah. now you're so busy holding this other zombie at bay while it's gnawing on the chain that you don't notice the zombie coming in from your right and before you realize it and you turn it comes in and it sinks its teeth into your shoulder and uh, it does not feel good, and you're good. That's going to be three uh, piercing damage. All right, we got to kill him. He's going to turn. <laughs> got to kill him. All right, guy, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Uh, I attack the one that hit me. I rolled a ten. Does that hit? It does indeed hit. What okay, are you going? What are you, you? It's my scimitar. scimitar. It's my scimitar. Excellent. Uh, can you roll one d six for me? One d six can do. Yeah. Thanks. Two. Uh, plus three. So you're gonna give it a nice smack of five damage. Uh, yep. You come up with a flurry after you've been you were bitten, correct? Was I bit? Were you bit? Yes, 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 yeah. I was. So yes, yes, yes. You pull your arm away, and your hand goes directly to your sword. And as you're going down to draw your sword, you give the zombie a bow. And as you come back up, you unsheathe your sword and slice it up the middle, and inflicting some some damage. But it's really just you can see the sternum, but it's not really doing anything. It's just like dust is falling out essentially at this point. On uh, uh, as a bonus action. Uh, as a bonus action, I wild shape into a panther. All right. So you take on the attributes of a panther, sir. Got it. All right, back to the top of the order. Larice. still got a zombie coming at you. It just almost bit you in the shoulder. Um, okay, yeah. Let me get him back. Um... I can use the, the um, crossbow. Uh, it's going to be with disadvantage uh, because it's a ranged weapon and it's literally oh, right in front of you. If you have a melee weapon, it'll be regular. Like a sword. A or, like a sword oh. or a club or a dagger or whatever. Okay, well, what about a blade ward cantrip? Sure, what does blade ward do? Let's look that up. Blade, blade, the blade ward cantrip? Yeah, I'm still not exactly familiar with that. So, if you were to do it, it would be uh, you extend your hand and trace a sigil warding in the air until the end of your next turn you have resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage dealt by weapon attacks. But that doesn't help oh, you so because they don't have weapons. Oh, okay. And that wouldn't be attack. That would be a... A defensive move, yes. That would be a... Okay. Then I have to use magic missile again because that's the only real attack I have. All right. Roll to attack. Fifteen. Fifteen hits. 
Roll me a d4. Four plus one. Five. So, how do you want it to die? How do you want to do this? I um. Well, it's it's magic missile, isn't it? Yep. I'm saying it's dying. How do you want it to die? Oh, um. So, as the magic as the magic missile hits, it. Uh, takes another step at me, but implodes from the inside, and its hand explodes all over my face, and I'm disgusted. Excellent. Dig it. All right, so we've got kill number two here. That one's off the board. All right. That was bad. Hell yeah. All right, so Tone, you are up next. Uh, You have one that is still to your right, and the other one that you hit with the sword before. Directly in front of you. Alright, so I'm going to hit the one again that I hit before. Alright. Let's see if I can take it. Give it to it. Uh, rolled an 8 plus 5. 13. Most definitely hits. Alright. Uh, D6. I rolled it two on the first one, and we roll. Alright, that's a five on the first one. And a three on the second, which is eight. Uh, that's eleven. So how do you want to kill how do you want to how do you want to kill him? Alright, uh here we go. Uh Uh, shit. Um, okay, here we go. I want to pick up the. I'm gonna pick up the zombie. I'm gonna throw it up in the air. I'm gonna slash diagonally and cut it in half. Boom. And as the shower of dust rains on you, you turn to your right and look at the zombie that's still coming after you on your right, almost sort of not even aware that you literally just made his friend a pinata and burst him all right so sebastian you have one that is gnawing on your chain but also another one that is biting you Hmm. still have your weapon in your right hand let's take my sword and stab the one that's biting me Alright, so like, flip it around and sort of holding it backhand with the blade going more towards your body and you're going to try and stab him with it. Alright, roll for an attack. (laughs) Stab Joe. Roll for an attack. I rolled a 12. 12 will hit, sir. And roll damage. For damage, D6. D6. So that's a 5. Plus your modifier? Uh, with the short sword, so that'll put it at 10. 10 it is. Excellent. 
So you are indeed successful in flipping, not only taking your sword that was pointing at the zombie biting on your on your chain, you're able to sort of palm it and flip it over so that you're holding it almost knife style, and without really moving a whole lot, you end up stabbing the zombie that is biting on your shoulder right through the middle of its chest, and as the zombie's doing it, he sort of jerks back and you pull it out. Uh, inflicting a pretty decent amount of damage. It's it's, it's not of a quote-unquote brand new zombie anymore. Uh, it is not uh, very pleased that you've done this. Well, as, as pleased as a zombie could or couldn't be. So, there we go. We're going to hotch next. After you just watched uh, Joe, Captain <laughs> Kill, steal you. Um, can you give me a lay of the land with the zombies that are um, at range distance from me? Not the one that's next to, me. not the ones that are next to me, but the ones that are at range distance. Uh, What's you the situation? You have a zombie that's maybe about almost within melee range. I would say you have a zombie that's you're close, far enough away that's coming at you from the middle of the doorway that would be within range of your short, uh, your your bow without it being disadvantaged. But then you also have pretty much everybody else. I think some of them are covered mostly. So you pretty much you only have really good shots at the ones that are either directly across from you that's fighting Yun or the one that's coming towards you from the middle of the doorway. Okay, I'm going to do an attack on the one from the middle of the doorway. Long bow. Uh, I rolled a 17. Nice. Yep, that'll, um, that'll hit. Okay. And so it's a ten, yeah, it's a ten plus seven. Uh, and I do, I'm gonna do superiority die for um, uh, a trip shot. Okay. So they take extra damage, and they have to do a uh, strength throw to not fall prone. Okay. Do you know what the DC is? I think it's a ten. Yeah, I think. Well, let me see. It said, it, it, yeah, it doesn't say what the. All right, we'll just go ten for now. So, uh, yeah, roll, roll the roll damage. Okay, so with your superior to die. Right. So two. So DNA got a two, and then plus three, and then plus two plus. Okay. <laughs> so two. I rolled a two and a three plus, plus three four. plus two. So that's ten plus another two. So that's twelve. I'm figure out a better way to put these together. So 12 damage. Yeah. Gotcha. 12 damage. Excellent. So you've taken a shot and it's... And it's gonna do a... And it rolls a natural one. So as you shoot it, you hit it directly in the chest with so much force that the zombie actually bends in half and then its legs buckle and fall back down on and it's almost pretty much almost pinned to the ground if it if it moved enough it could probably break free of the arrow but as of right now it is flat on its back and it is hurting pretty bad cool that was 12 damage correct correct all right and this one is pro (coughs) excuse me yun you're up you got one that has uh, just bit you, or scratched you, I should say. Okay. I think I'm gonna use magic stone. 
Alright. Use your magic stone. Roll to hit. I roll a six. Unfortunately, as you throw the stone, you're thrown with the arm that was just scratched, and as you move, the movement sort of twinges you with pain, and you throw, and it sort of careens off just to the right of the zombie and skitters along the dirt floor. Was that a bonus action, I believe? Yes. Alright, so you still have your main action and movement. Alright, and I'll use my whip. Indiana Jones style. Roll the hit, oh, my yeah. friend. I roll a nat 20. Oh! Excellent. Excellent, that's what I like to hear. Alright, so uh, roll damage and double the dice. Alright, so it's 1d4. So, yep. Well, I have to roll twice? Or you can just double whatever you get on that one roll. Oh, okay. Two, that's double four. Plus your modifier. Plus, plus the modifier. So it's no modifier is only for the first one, right? Uh, no. What do you mean on the first one? Like for the first dice. A modifier is plus two. Yeah, so you would double the. Yeah, it would just is. Yeah, no modifier on the second one because it's. Right. It'd just be six. Yeah, so it would just be six. Okay. And with a. Uh, you smack the zombie and it sort of dazes it really quick as you hit it in the temple uh, it sort of staggers for a second and then uh, regains its focus and comes at you with a little bit more of a vengeance but it is starting to look pretty hurt here okay can I for my movement can I just pretty much run around and stand in range of my own flamethrower um, well, you're pretty much in. You're next to your flamethrower, but if you do move away from the zombie currently, it, it gets an attack of opportunity, which you can uh, okay. you can ch- chance it may miss. You don't know, so so if you do want to move, you can uh, okay. attack of opportunity. I'll take it. I'll just stay right there. All right. So we're going to move on to Joe. Uh, you've just lunged out of the way of a zombie that was coming in whole hog to try and bite you um what do you do sir all right uh i disengage from that zombie that tried to attack me mm-hmm. um i'm gonna cover the distance over to the zombie that's almost dead that law almost finished off <laughs> <laughs> yo i have a perfect kill well perfect. let's hope let's hope i miss <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, <laughs> right, sure. I rolled an 18. Yeah, you do four. you do hit. And it's gonna kill it, right? Uh well you're gonna have to roll me roll damage. Uh, damage. Alright, so I'm using my short sword. Uh that is a five plus two. That is seven. So you come in all triumphant, thinking like boom, I'm gonna get another quick kill. This is awesome. <laughs> and you do hit, but as you hit it, it takes a chunk of its head off, and then it sort of turns and looks at you, sort of pissed off. Because, I mean, it already had a giant hole in its head, and now part of its skull is missing. Uh, it's still alive. It is looking haggard as hell, but it is still alive. So, Law, it comes to you. Uh, Joe just ran by like a... <laughs> like a jackass, like being, woo! 
Yeah, I shoot Joe a look that says, <laughs> dude, I you, thought we were boys. You shoot Joe a look, and what did you roll for attack? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, all, I'm still flabbergasted at this dude. 13. Teamwork. 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 All right. So, um, uh, with, my, you... uh, short sword, with my short sword, with my short sword, that's uh, sixteen. Excellent. So you do hit it. Uh, what's the modifier on your short sword? Just out of curiosity. Uh, like for a damage. What's uh, your damage modifier? Plus three. Oh, uh, for damage is plus one. Plus one. So I shoot Joe a look that says, I thought we were boys, and also, this is how you do it. I take my short sword and uppercut it through his neck, or through the base of his chin. Tearing... Do I have to roll? Do I have, do I have no, to roll you, for it? No. With your modifier, nice. you'd ha- you you could still roll a one and still kill it, so it doesn't matter. So nice. you uppercut it with the sword, deca- decapitating it. The rest of its body turning to dust, and then you throw the zombie, the zombie head in Joe's direction, not hitting him, not even really coming close. But the, it's all sort of like a "fuck you." This is how you're supposed to do it. So yet another kill. Boom! Thought we were fucking dudes. No. I uh, I give Law a thumbs up and I say, "Yeah, handle my lap, guy." Okay? All right. I put a hole in his face. So the zombie's oh, turn no, now. I put a hole, hole in his face. <laughs> huh? How many zombies you got left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of the original eleven. And they're all hurting. Can the vampire come and help us kill them? Because we have common enemies. There's no vampires coming to help you. Alright. A girl can dream. I know, a girl can indeed dream. So the zombie tone that was literally to your right that you just stopped to try and hit uh, comes at you and it decides it's going to swipe at you with its claws again. Uh, Does a 9 hit you? Weave, weave, stupid. There you go. That's all I need to know. Alright. So, um... Sebastian. uh, The zombie that was currently gnawing on your chain has noticed that you're more preoccupied with the other zombie. Does a 14 hit you? Does a what? Does a 14 hit you? Yep. So as you're focusing on that sweet stab that you got through that zombie, the other one that's attacking you from your left reaches its claw underneath your arm and swipes at your chest and you get uh, four points of slashing damage. How's your health, man? Hmm? I still got some health points. <laughs> How's your health, man? All right. So. Uh, all right. So, Hutch, the one that you shot at and you uh, is prone to the ground, actually, is going to slowly pull itself up from the ground using its movement speed and basically what it's going to do and this is 
well, it really can't do anything. It's not close enough to you, and it's used all of its movement speeds, which is good because it rolled a 16. It, it probably would have hit you. I just realized that. Excellent. Oh, nope. Sorry. That's not the right... Eh. I just put the prone on the wrong one. Never mind. Yeah, nope. So it can't come after you. It does stand up, though, and it is really, really pissed. There's a kind of a divot in its hole, and it's in its chest from where it pulled itself up and basically pulled a chunk of its chest out from the ground. Uh, let's see here. So, your Yun, you just whipped this thing in the head, and uh, it's looking pretty worse for wear. Uh, does a 19 hit? Yes. So... It's coming at you with claws flailing, and as you try to fend your face, you, and you end up cuts, cutting your arm with its claws, and uh, you take four uh, piercing, uh, four slashing damage. Okay. All right. Bum, bum, bum. This one is... How's your health, uh, Young? I got enough. Right on. All right, so Guy does A3 hit you. Uh, no, but three more tears come down my face. <laughs> so as it lunges, <laughs> as it lunges towards you, um, you step out of the way and bow, and you drop three tears from the eye that was not previously crying onto the zombie. Mar- uh, I'm in Marrow Street mode. Yes, you are. In- yeah, he's here. You give it a a bow, give it the honor of its your of your company and begin to take your attack stance again and uh sebastian the one that you just stabbed uh does a a a three hit you no all right so you've got this thing out far enough with your other blade with your blade in the hand your free hand that it's swiping at you but it just it can't reach you from the distance of your sword to actually hurt you so nothing actually happens but it's just it's coming at you like a dog on a chain trying to to get at you but just can't get to you so guy you're up next all right uh, um i'm ignoring the one that just missed me uh, is there any within 20 feet of me right now yes pretty much all of them uh let's uh, i'll say the one that is by sebastian that is currently clawing his chest and the really just the two of them that are so there's one by tone there's one by sebastian and there is the one that you are ignoring so tone or sebastian uh i'll go after sebastian's and i want to i rolled an 11 excellent so and does hit. hold on uh, it's a claw attack and uh i i use my pounce feature because i'm a a panther. panther uh, you have to roll a DC uh, strength check, What's this? and if you get higher than higher than a twelve, nothing happens. But if you get lower, then you get prone. Um, he rolls a nine. So not only do you pounce on the one that was clawing at the panther tabaxi, uh, a panther actually comes out of nowhere and pounces on it in front of you, Sebastian. And starts clawing the shit out of it. So uh, roll me damage. So, so I get I get a bite and a claw attack because a bite I pounced on it. Excellent bite and claw. Uh, so roll can me. you 
Roll can me. you roll a d6 and a d4? Can do. Thanks. It's going to be nine points of damage. Do you have any modifiers on that? Yeah, uh, uh, four altogether. Two for the bite, two for the claw. And this zombie is, like, on its last legs. It doesn't look like it will get up or is has the ability to fight its way back up. It's still alive, but it's just, like, uh, just sitting there. Like, it just, you, you've, you've almost killed it, but it's not quite dead yet. Uh, all right, so it's back to the gotcha. top of the order. Larice, you're up. You have a zombie that is uh, directly behind you that is fighting... Uh, That is fighting Tone. Uh, Sebastian has two on him. One is clawing at him from his uh, sword. Uh, I'm going to focus on the one that's um, hurting (laughs) my friend. Um, I'm going to use the Inflict Wound spell. All right. And I'm going to use the one. Yeah, I'm going to use that. If it says spell attack plus five, do I add that to the uh, 20 die? I'm checking that up right now. So you're going to walk over and touch it? Yeah, and then flip wounds. All right, so I need you to roll to hit, and you would add your spell attack as your modifier. All right. So I got 16 plus... Oh, you plus definitely hit. Plus 5. 21. Absolutely hit. Uh, I need you to roll me 3d10. 3d10 dice? Yep. So if you only got one, then roll it three times. Okay. Can you explain why while uh, I'm doing that? Um, because uh, the thing literally says... Make a spe- uh, melee spell attack against a creature you can reach. On a hit, the target takes 3d10 necrotic damage. Copy. One says 8, one says 90. Right, one, 8, and 9. The one, and the other one says 80. And nine. So, how do you want it to die? You just one-shot this thing. Oh, one-shot and it's dead? Nice. Okay, so, as I touch it... Uh, Good stuff. Huh? Good stuff. Good stuff. He said good stuff. Oh, oh, thank you. Um, As I touch it, the entire room turns red with this bright light that comes from my hand. Everyone's blinded for like two seconds or like less than two seconds or whatever. Um, And then the zombie disappears and then reappears like on the floor just flat. Like blood. Just Just blood. Like it disappears for a split second, and then it's on the floor, flat like blood, and and just ashes, and and like you can't even see its bones because it's just like nothing. Shazam! And, and everybody's you- like, "What the fuck did she one's do? For you, Jesse. How she can do that?" There you go, there you go. All right, so uh, Tone, you no longer have anyone in front of you. You have uh, one zombie that is by you that is uh, that has a panther, an actual panther, on top of it, clawing and biting the shit out of it. You have uh, a zombie with a hole in its chest walking towards Hutch. You have uh, a zombie that is currently uh, scratching Yun. You have a zombie that looks like it really hasn't even been looked at. 
it's sort of wandering around. It's chasing after Joe. Um, you have one on Guy, and you have a second one on Sebastian that is sort of trying to claw at him, but can't reach him from his with his sword. So take uh, your pick. How's everyone's health? All right, Law looks good. Lose I'm tired. Taking two hits. Potion. Uh, I think I survived. Sixteen. Okay. Um. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a move. Move over to the one that hasn't been touched. All right. It's chasing after Joe. Yep. All right. So, I'm gonna roll to attack. Roll on. Uh, that's an 18. So Eight, gonna hit. 18 hits for sure. Alright, here we go. Alright, so I'm gonna roll um, roll my D6s. First one's a five. Five. Second one is a six, and because I'm a paladin, I'm gonna divine smite this motherfucker to oblivion. All right, Divine, divine Smite. What does that mean? Uh, that means uh, I get to use two D8s, uh, and then because he's undead, I get to use another D8. So I'm going to roll three D8s. Throw, throw away, my friend. Uh, that's plus five. All right, 16 damage. Plus eight. Alright, so how do you want him to die? One shot. I have one more. It does you you killed him with that second okay. die. Okay. Alright, here we go. <clears throat> uh, calling upon the, the, the dragon king Bahamut. I raise my heavy blade up into the air, throw it through the zombie's chest, grab his arms, and pull it through the blade. Dissecting him in half. Wonderful. And then it just into a pile of dust on two opposite sides of you. That's one way to do it. That's one of my spell slots, but I figured let's get one off the board. Boom, boom. All right. You guys are down to like (laughs) one, two, three, four left. All right, Sebastian, you're up. Uh, The one that was clawing you in the chest is now being mauled by uh, what seems to be a familiar face, a Black Panther. Um, and then the other one is still on your blade. What would you like to do? Which one's almost dying? Which one's close to death? Uh, you have... Which one's close to death? Uh, the one that is closest to death is now currently being mauled by another panther. And that's the one that... That, that, that was the one that last hit me, right? Yes, it was. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my long I'm gonna take my short sword again, and uh, you know play around with it. I'm the one that's getting mauled. Yeah. So. So pull the sword out. Roll me to roll to attack. Seventeen. Seventeen will hit. And I gotta roll one d six. How do you want it to die? I want it to die. Yes. How do you want it to die? Oh man, I gotta get creative here. 
I want to take it. I want to chop off its head. Remember, you have and one arm. One arm? So I'm going to run my sword right through its head. And pull it up from the ground and just look at it. Just the so head. Yeah. And as you do that, the panther sort of looks up, almost displeased, and then starts trying to bat at the the head that's on your sword as you're looking at it. And that one dies a very quick and painful death. But a bang. Alright, so let's get rid of this one. This one, Hutch. You still have the one that just got up after you shot it and basically pinned it to the ground. It's still coming to you. Can I finish it off? Uh, you can certainly take a shot. It's it's within range. You're not going to do disadvantage. All right, that works for me. Uh, I roll a three plus seven, so ten. Ten will hit. Ten hit. Um, let's see. Eight. Right. Um, and I'm going to add a second. That would be my. That's my third superiority die. So yes, I only have one is. left. You have one left until you guys do a, a rest, a long rest, I believe. All right. So I got a six plus six. How do you want it to um, die? All right. Um, let me. Can I shoot it? In the lower chin, where its head flies back so hard that it goes up its own ass. Alright, so, what you end up doing is you shoot it, and... Who raised you? (laughs) What you end up doing is you shoot this zombie, and... You hit just below the chin, and it flies through with such speed that it pushes the zombie's head back, bending it back over. It actually flies through its head, does a couple of weird ricochets off of the ground, uh, off of the stone walls, uh, the paladin's armor, and the uh, rock on the ground, and actually comes up directly as the head's leaning back and it's falling towards it, and pins the arrow into the middle of its head. And up into its asshole, and it pff, falls into nothing. And I'm disgusted. And... I am pleased. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're very pleased. I'm so pleased right now. I'm gonna buy this. There's, 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 <laughs> These are gonna be all a, a grin. <laughs> of course there is. Of course there is. Yun, you have. Uh, you have a zombie on you. What would you like to do? He just uh, scratched you in the arm. You still have the uh, whip out. I'm going to go. Go ahead. Sorry. A roll of 12. Does that hit? Yes, a 12 does hit. Are you using your whip again? Um, oh, no. That's my um, magic stone. Magic stone. The magic stone will hit. Roll me damage. Oh, it's- 1d6. I just gotta find the right dice. <laughs> oh, right there. The cube. 4 plus spell attack of 4, so it hits for 8. Uh, the spell attack is for your hitting, not for a uh, modifier, unless it says it adds a modifier on the in the thing. 
Do you know what I mean? Oh. Does Magic Stone specifically specifically say a D6 plus 4, or just D6 and that's it? 1D6. So it's just the D6. You don't add your... Your spell attack is for the attack roll. Not the damage roll. So I could have added the 4 to the D20 I rolled. Yes. That, 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 that's, what you, that's what you would do, yes. You, oh, okay. So you still hit it with the 12. Right. So it, you hit it with four damage. Uh, it actually goes right, and, and burns a piece of it. So you you take this rock, and I'm assuming you jam it into its its. I'm gonna say you take it. It's 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 glowing. You jam it into its shoulder, and actually blows off the hand that's scratching you um, <clears throat> into dust. It still has some life left in it, but not very much. Alright, I'm looking at it again. So one d6 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Is that different, or is that? Oh no, then that is. Okay, then you had a plus four, so how do you want it to die? Um, I look at it as if I was irritated from all its claw marks. I'm looking down on my arm where all the claw marks are, and I run up to it, and I sweep the leg, and I fucking trip it onto the ground. And as it's on its knees, I look at it. Sweep the leg, Young! Sweep the leg! Shove the stone into mouth. Light up the eyes, boys. Take its face in and watch its head just explode. Yes! Does the raven have a quote for it? Nevermore. Be that word, our sign of party, bird or fiend, I shriek of starting. Boom. I dig it. Alright. So, Joe, you have two zombies to choose from. Huh? You still still have an attack. Oh, yes, you do have an attack. There are uh, zombies. Uh, one is going after... Uh, where is it? One is fighting, is trying to go after Guy, and the other one is going after Sebastian. Which do you choose? They're all within about 20 feet of you. Save Guy. Right. I'll pull out my crossbow and aim for the attacking Guy. All right. <laughs> Did I roll another d20? Yes, sir. Alright. I roll a nat 20. Boom. Alright, roll uh, damage and uh, double the dice. Uh, d8. Mm-hmm. And 7. And 6. 13. And, and what's the modifier? Two. That's fifteen. Fifteen. So this does not kill the zombie, but it is uh it is hurting really bad. It's lost uh you you've shot it and you shot it at such an angle that it actually sort of cuts its legs out from underneath it, and its bottom half is sort of dangling, so it can't really stand up without falling over. So it's like half crawling towards guy now. Uh, it's still alive, but it is it is in dire straits. It's it's not going to last much longer. Uh, so, Joe, you are up next. Unless you want to do a movement, Yun. I'm all set. All right, Joe, you're up next. All right, um, I'm going to walk over to the zombie that's crawling uh, at Guy. Yep. And. I rolled a five plus four. It was a nine. 
Uh, well, it is prone right now, so you have advantage. Roll again. Okay. Uh, eight and four is twelve. So you you still hit it either way. Uh, how would right. you, how would you like it to die? Um, I just take a knee, take my dagger, and slowly slide it into the top of its head. And as you slowly slide it into the top of its head, its form no longer is anymore. It, it's not there anymore. It just sort of into a, a poof of dust and bones. Uh, nice. So that's it. Uh, Law. There is one left, and it is going after Sebastian, which is who is literally right next to you. Just let it pass Just your turn. <laughs> oh, I'll be. We're good here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I'll be. Just know that Sebastian is going to be my, in my Oh man. Um. Sorry. Sorry, Lars. I forgot he's still handcuffed to you. We gotta kill it. Unfortunately, ah, uh, we don't have to as long as it doesn't touch me. Um, hold on. I'm gonna use Hunter's Mark on it. Um, to like get a little boost of damage. Um, I'm looking it up to make sure it's one bonus action. Yes, it is a bonus action. And it's nice. for and it's for range, so it, it is just with just within range, like it's not too close where you'd be at disadvantage. Nice. All right, so I need to roll a one d six for that, right? Well, you no, you add the d six onto your attack, your damage roll. Oh, okay. actually, no, onto your uh, attack roll. I'm sorry. All right. Um. So let me roll my d20 first. You can roll your d20 and d6 at the same time and just add them together. And then put your modifier on. Two natural 20s all day, baby! Let's go! Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 20, 25. Yeah, no, you definitely uh, fucking hit it. So, now so, uh, roll your damage dice and, and uh, double the damage and then add the modifier. Alright. Three plus six. Uh, sorry, six plus one. Uh, seven. Oh, seven damage. It does not kill it, but it is genuinely knocked back, and it, it catches itself right beforehand. But there is a giant error. Can I say how I how I struck it? Because I definitely had something for this. Well, yeah. Tell me how you struck it. It's gonna strike it, and it's not gonna die. But it's going to be. Not, no, no, it's not gonna die. But I noticed that the idiot next to me, who's still handcuffed, by the way, is about to die because, you know, he's an idiot. So I decide to take my sword and spin myself into him so that I can get closer and stab the um, the zombie through the ear. Did you have a second attack? Oh. Um, no, I'm asking if you do. Rangers do get a second attack, but I don't think you get one yet. Uh, I don't have a second attack. Okay, I, thought you, I forgot bad. you were describing. That's my fault. Uh, so it pierces it through the air, but does not kill it. Uh, so it is now the zombie's turn, and it is going to be going after whatever cat it can reach first. Hit me. 
<laughs> um, Sebastian, does a 10 hit you? No. So as it lunges for you, you sort of pull the chain back with you to sort of pull Lawrence out of the way as well and lunge back as it just sort of runs by both of you. Uh, it doesn't run by. It doesn't. It doesn't run past any. Like it's not going like super fast. It sort of lunges and it sort of misses and it's still sort of like in front of you, but not necessarily. It's not going past you. It's not really moving that fast. Um, so that misses. Guy, there is one zombie left, and yeah. uh, it is in front of the two cats. Uh, am I one of those cats? Uh, actually, yes. You're still a panther, and it's still right. It's in between you and the uh, and the two cats. So I want to I want to attack it, but I want to scoop it up under me, and I want to throw it up in the air. And when it comes down, I want to slash it with both my hands. With both your paws. All right. Yeah. Uh, so roll an attack for me. I rolled a fourteen. It definitely hits. Roll Guy, me, can, roll can me the you damage. bounce it in the air? Can you bounce it in the air like you're playing with with a yarn ball? That's exactly what I want to do. My man, I love you. Okay, so uh, can you roll a d6 for me, um, Tom? Uh, it's a two with a modifier of what? Two. And then my claw attack is a... Because it was prone, right? Was this the one that I proned? No, this is not prone. Oh, no, Sebastian Captain Killsteeled you on that one. No, then you know what? That's it. I only get one attack if it wasn't prone. So four damage? Yeah. Yep. So it is still not dead. No Um, problem. Like, the dust is flying off of it as you are basically hamster-wheeling it around on your paws. And then you kick yeah. it off, and it sort of falls on the ground and gets back up, sort of dazed and confused. And we're back to the top no of the order with Larice. You're going to have to unmute. Am I close enough to, to that zombie to inflict wound? Uh, you definitely are. Is that a cantrip? Uh, no, it's a spell. So how many spell slots do you have left? How many spells have you used? Oh, I used magic missile twice, right? Uh, yes, you did two magic missiles and then and inflict wounds on the last one. Oh, okay. So I, then I have one more, right? You have one more and then you're out until you guys do a full rest. Oh, okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, I'll use inflict wounds again. I could use I could use them twice as long as I only use four. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, yes, inflict wounds. All right. Oh. So roll a melee. Roll an attack. Eight, but inflict wounds. Uh, spell attack plus five. So it definitely Zero. hits. How do you want it to die? It's like on its last legs. Well, inflict wounds is the same red flash. It's gonna do the same um, red flash. All right. But, yeah, like, but when I touch it. Um, the red flash is even bigger this time and everybody just like this time they know what it is but they were not expecting it to be this big Um, and everybody just kind of cowers away this time because they're not sure if it's gonna like hit them what's going on this one is like bigger Um, and then the zombie just implodes all over everyone and everyone is fucking filthy and that ends your encounter 
Uh, all of the zombies have been killed. Uh, there's nothing but dust everywhere and an empty chest at the other end of the... Uh, at the far end of the hall. You guys want to do this all for an empty my, chest? You know what? My fine raven friend, can you please remove the handcuffs from me and this idiot? Please, yes, take this. I walk over to the I don't want to be attached to the big cat anymore. Alright, so you guys are unhandcuffed now because uh, the raven just re- un- uncuffed you. My, pal- my paladin friend. Do you mind doing me a favor and smacking him across the head? Say that again, Law. I can't hear you. Smack sticky fingers across the head. I don't want to kill him. I dare you. Ooh, that's tough talk, man. Like, if you want it. If I may interrupt, I think that our elven friend needs some help. Um... So, guys, character, I don't remember your name. Do you need help? Do you need healing? Who needs healing? Uh, my name is We Aqua, and I'm gonna remember that. No, so I'm just letting, I'm just letting you know. Have you know. turned back into a panther yet, or are you talking as a panther guy? Oh uh, no, I'm not talking. Uh, I was just I was just letting her know out okay. of game what my character's Weaqua? name is. We Aqua. Yeah. Said. Yes. Water. Okay. Oh. First, if you like life, help me over here. I need healing. Yeah. I'm good. I, I don't need any healing. Okay, cool. But I do... I asked Thomas, um, the bites, they didn't do any poison or anything like that, No, right? it's just a regular bite. You're not, like, infected with gotcha. disease or something. We're, so we're good. All right. Can so, someone go investigate the chest? Yeah, someone go investigate the chest. Someone come heal me? You, you care about life? You don't want to heal your fellow demi-human? Because I have that uh, thing. What is it? I have perception. I have insight. It's an, em- have- it's an empty chest. I'll, I'll use cure wounds on uh, Sebastian. Why? Because <laughs> oh. they don't owe me one. At this, at this point, technically, he owes me too. You may be a cat after all. Alright, and with that, you guys head out of this tower and back to the main road and head on your way. Didn't somebody want to investigate the chest? I'm telling you right now, it's it's an empty chest. You came all this way for an empty chest. You want to keep looking at an empty chest? Go right ahead. How many rooms are there? It was just the one big room. It was just the bottom floor. It was just a, a defense tower, essentially. Just one giant room. It's old, old, oh, had I, collapsed in. Um, gotcha. And I we didn't see La- the person? I look at Lawrence's character before he heals Sebastian and just let him know. His wounds aren't fatal. You sure you want to waste your healing spell? All this happens. Uh, the chest and grabs it. Walks outside and just tosses it as far as he can. Excellent. <laughs> so, you uh, think, you think, you, hey, uh, sticky fingers, you think you'll live long enough to get to the next uh, town over? No, I need my healing. Give me healing now. We can just wrap it up. You'll be fine. We're not wasting a spell for you. It's not fatal. You're not bleeding out. She's speaking familiar. 
The panther nods oh. at what Ulrich's character is saying. I still need uh, a drink. I'm gonna need multiple. You're still buying me drinks, so you still technically owe me one. Now you're He's just gonna basically be in my drinks. left. Track. I thought you wanted you're, two. I thought you wanted me to owe you two. You owe me a lot right now. It's it. The panther walks out. I heal. I heal him very passively, aggressively. All right. So, uh, do per- perform heal wounds. Uh, cure wounds. It's is it cure wounds or healing word? Cure wounds. All right. So I need one d eight plus your spell casting ability modifier, or so your spell attack modifier. Um, five plus three, so eight. So he gets eight. You get eight points of HP back, Sebastian. Eight points. Yep. So do I add that eight to my sixteen, right? You add that eight yeah. to what you have currently. Okay. Until it's back to full health, essentially. Well, if it gets you to full health, then good. If not, yep. then whatever it gives you. There we go. All right. So everyone heading out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm heading out. Yeah. I'm right. done with this place. Yeah. Can someone take the chest because it's probably still worth money? I was thinking the same thing. The raven already grabbed it and hucked it. So here we go. Um, as as the forest begins to break away and you all pass the tree line into a large clearing, uh, you see a dark mass in the distance. Not entirely sure what it is. Still pretty foggy and overcast. Uh, you hear the cry of a bird of prey pierce the silence. And as you look up, you see a bird circling high above you. I I know that bird. Fuck that bird. Listen, you, it's birds, it's humans. Just go fuck yourself at this point. Listen, it's your guys' fault that we followed some stupid flame that led us to an empty chest. You're alive, aren't you? I just healed you, didn't I? Okay. You did. I give you credit. But if we had it followed said flame, we're we're, we're, we're not doing this right now. We're not we're not we we're not could doing this right now. have been sleeping in a nice little uh caravan right now, but somebody had to mess it up. Yes, a caravan where the seer said we were supposed to meet some what living um dark elf for shanty, I don't know. And they had suspicious items. Come on, guys. Duo, come to me. And that's my bird sound because I'm terrible at it. Um, as you look Argo up, must have, that Argo was must perfect. Have yeah. Uh, as you look up, you see a bird circling high above you. After a few wide rotations, the bird dives towards the party, and as it closes it on you, uh, you see it's a blood hawk. Uh, the hawk swoops in a wide arc, coming to rest on Kitty Cat's shoulder. Guys, <laughs> duo sent from uh a good buddy of mine. It sort of cocks its head as it looks at you and looks back at Law and then looks back at you with eyes appraising you, but like almost you almost sort of get the idea that it's sort of slightly disapproving of the company he's keeping right now. It's because he's <laughs> keep flicking his head back and forth. That bird is me weird I, lunch. You can try. I'm pretty sure he can take you on. I bet, I, bet it, I, bet, I bet it's head and, and ask how uh, how Argo is doing, and it gives me like a 
He's okay. He just misses you. Can sort of the Raven look at Raven looks at the bird. Looks at the bird and looks back at Floof and shakes his head. Fancy unto fancy, thinking with this ominous bird of yours. So, as uh, as you're all meeting... Say that last part again? Fancy unto fancy, thinking with this ominous bird of yours. Ma! Nevermore. Right. Nevermore! Uh, so as you are walking into the clearing, off in the distance a little ways, uh, you see the river Il- uh, Ivlis. Uh, the river flows as cl- as a clear blue winter sky through the valley. Uh, even though it is really sort of foggy still, you're walking into the clearing. You're walking towards the uh, a darker area of the, um, the valley at the other end from where you just a- uh, exited the woods. Tall shapes loom out of the dense fog that surrounds everything. The muddy ground underfoot gives way to slick, wet cobblestones. The tall shapes become recognizable as village dwellings. Uh, the windows of each house stare out from pools of blackness. No sound cuts through the silence, except for the mournful sobs that echo that echoes through the streets from a distance. This place is fucking huge. Yeah. We, I, at what point of it did we come in from? Uh, basically, from the uh, you see close to the bottom left corner, you have the road that's sort of leading off into the distance. That's where you're coming in. Gotcha. These um, squares with the letter numbers. Uh, that's, like specific. That's just reference to to me for what. This is from the actual book, so this gives me the reference to like what areas are which. So you can oh, even yeah. give me a number if you want, and we can we can go to a specific one. Um, I'm gonna go find wenches, food, and sleep. So you're gonna head towards the tavern. Yep. All right. So you also owe Lawrence some drinks and food. So guess who's going with you? Try, sure. Does anybody else want to head towards the tavern? Um, heading to the tavern as well. All right. Um, I, I stay in my beast form because I can for up to three hours. So I'm just gonna stay there and I follow them. So we'll clock that at about two and a half hours already, so you got about 30 minutes before you turn back into your regular form. Thanks, Tom. You're welcome. Go oh, wherever Tiny goes. I go to the bar. <laughs> oh, great. So everyone's going to the bar. Excellent. Um, after having parted ways with uh, Shanks McNasty in the woods and going through the valley, you decide that you could all really just go for a drink and maybe uh, maybe maybe sleep it off somewhere I'll figure out what, what the next step is going to be so as you walk into town uh, a single shaft of light thrust through uh, thrust illumination into the main square uh, its brightness looking like a solid pillar in the heavy fog uh, upon above the gaping doorway a sign hangs uh, precariously askew Proclaiming uh, this to be the blood on the vine tavern. I'm going to the tavern. Going to the this tavern. I'm gonna get my buddy. I'm gonna treat my cat friends to the cheapest meals they got. <laughs> of course you would, because you don't have money to spend. Listen, don't complain. You're getting food, right? I'm living up to it, my bargains. As long as you're not cooking it, I guess I'll survive. 
Yeah, just remember though, my cooking's better than the wood elves. Uh, so the tavern building is about 60 square feet. Uh, closer inspection uh, of the sign reveals that it originally read Blood of the Vine, uh, and N has been scratched over uh, with the F. Uh, this once finely appointed tavern has grown uh, shoddy over the years. Uh, a blazing fire in the hearth gives a scant, uh, scant warmth to the few huddled souls within. They include the barkeep, three Vistani sitting together, and a man named Ismar Kalyanovich, uh, who happens to be the owner. And you know this because I'm telling you. He seems to be a little bit more important. I'm just going to give better for narrative. Barkeep. Get my cat brother over here, the cheapest dish you got. On second thought, I'm just going to treat myself. But make sure he gets the worst service you have. So he's sort of half listening to you guys. He's just mindlessly cleaning glasses. Um, Human! Human! He looks at you with glazed eyes like, what, what does it, and he's, what do you want? I said, give me your finest ale and my cat brother your cheapest meal. We're not related and disregard anything the idiot next to me says. My party and I are looking for food and maybe a place to rest and some information if that'll come to. He's still just sort of half looking at you as he's cleaning this glass. He puts the glass down, picks up another one. We got wine. No ale. Uh, not much for food. I got some bread, if you want it. Okay, give him the bread. Give me the wine. Let's just call it a You want a glass or uh, sir, a pitcher? sir. What's give me your biggest cup? So you want a glass and not a pitcher? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, forgive the moron. He's still recovering from his injuries. What can you tell us about the town we've just entered? Wait, wait, before you do that, just give me a pitcher. Let's go. That'll be a silver. Silver piece. Hello? Uh Silver piece for the pitcher of wine. A what? You want wine, you gotta pay for it. It costs a silver piece. A silver piece for a pitcher. I'm. On second thought, give me a glass of water. There's a well out back if you wanna just go in. <laughs> And with that, he literally just turns and puts the glass down, reaches under the bar, hands the other cat, uh, like, the half half of a loaf of bread that's already kind of stale, and he's just like, cop a piece to the other cat, just ignoring Sebastian, because he helped you. And if you want the bread, you need to give a cop a piece to... Uh, I'll hold on the bread... But I'll gladly pay you for information. Well, you need to know. He picks up a glass and starts cleaning it. The same one that he just put down when he's finished. 
this town we're in, we heard of some disturbances. Is there any truth to that? You just came in from outside. <laughs> Does it look like a happy place? No, I already want to go. Your service sucks. I'm gonna go sit in the corner. Do you have do you have maybe a local guild here? Or a bounty a bounty board that we can take a look at? Oh, there's a board over there, ain't much on it. No one's been around. <laughs> Thanks, sir. You've been a great help. Anytime. Keep yeah. the bread. Keep going. Keep going, my cat brethren. So what do you guys do? You guys are in the tavern. I go up to the barkeep and I ask, uh, how much is it for a room for the night? Hmm? What, what was that? How, how, how much for a room for the night? You want to stay here? Like in, is that in Barovia? Well, you can. I'm just asking if you want to. I mean, it's not like you can leave at this point, but... Uh... Haven't had someone rent a room in a long time. Hey, boss! And he yells over to the man sitting directly across the room from him. How much for a room again? These crazies want to want to stay here. And the man gets up and walks over and introduces himself as as Ismark uh, Kolyanovich, the owner of the establishment, or not necessarily the owner, but its its greatest patron, and he's sort of. Well, he's the son of the village burgermeister, which he sort of reluctantly tells you. He's kind of proud. He's he's not necessarily a huge fan of the idea, because, you know, who wants to be the rich kid? And he, he basically, he says, uh, uh, I, I, I think, what was it, uh, five, five silver seem reasonable for a night? Uh, the panther which is me, uh, walks around Lawrence and stretches and look, just looks at the guy that has just said that. And he sort of looks down at this huge black cat that's walking on all fours as opposed to the other one that just stormed away from the bar that was walking on its, its hind legs. And I think it's five, five pieces of silver. They're not Got it. very nice. I uh, placed the five silver on the table. I, I let I let the owner like I go near the owner to let it pet me. And uh, Ismark sort of reaches down and gives it a, a scratch and Huh, that's kinda nice. Alright. Uh yeah, five five gold pieces. Uh, are you all staying here? Uh, you may have to bunk up. We only have a few rooms. I'm getting my own five gold pieces. Thank you very much. Didn't you say silver, old man? And also, is there anywhere else you would suggest to stay? You said gold. Stop. I mean, you could... You could... Barky, just just go back to what you're doing. You could, you could go out and go uh, search 
the abandoned houses, I guess, if you wanted to, but I, I wouldn't really suggest that. There's no really other... You have to understand, this This is... Excuse me? Did you say abandoned? You didn't notice all the houses my... board up, boarded up? You, you have walked through so town, haven't I, you? So, this was our first stop, which is why we asked you, what's the deal with this place? We're foreigners to your land. So, a bit of information would go a long way. Uh, I don't honestly. Most people don't aren't able to get here. How did you? How did you even get here? How? Why would you come here? He sort of looks at you. We were sim- puzzled. Can I? Can I roll an intimidation? Uh, you oh, can my- certainly try if you want to. Um, I got a 16. 16? Well, I'd be willing to bet you probably did uh, intimidate him, a skosh. Considering you're a giant fucking panther walking on its hind legs yelling at him like it's his fault for something. <laughs> I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be scared of Tell you too. What... Tell me what the freaking deal is with this whole place. Answer my buddy's questions. I'm getting tired of this. <sighs> humans. Uh. Why is Why am I talking to Never, never mind. You you do know of Strahd, yes? He's all yours. Talk to him. You do know of Strahd, yes? No, the, we don't. The devil that has been watching over this place for more than 600 years? The devil? I look at... I, I say devil questioningly and look over to Joe's character... Know anything about that? That's offensive, but I'm gonna let it go because I'm tired. Oh, not. No, he does not look like your horned friend over here. He, in fact, he has been. He's been coming to my sister in in the evenings. He he's a powerful, powerful being. Have you not noticed that there's no sunlight outside? Even in the middle of the day? Well, just getting here, we haven't noticed too much. But now that you mention it, it is kind of creepy here. Then I assume that you came through the forest, because that is really the only way to get here. The, the yes. panther nods. Well then... Surely you, uh, was there a messenger waiting there for you? No, I believe your messenger has died. (gasps) He's, like, visibly sort of taken aback for a second, and then sort of has, like, that realization of, like, I kind of figured this was going to happen, but I was still hoping that it wouldn't. You know what I mean? And then I thought it. What's that? We have... We have proof of, yeah, Kyler's. And I and then I hand you the letter. Um, this is all that was on him when we found. This is my father's handwriting. Will you? You. I will pay for your rooms for the evening, 
uh, if uh, you will meet me down here tomorrow morning. And I, I must take you to my father. This was written by my father. Please allow me to do this. We need we need your help. Yes, yeah, sure. Certainly. Certainly. Is Throw in the picture of mine and we got a deal. Whatever you like. I'm with the horny guy. Yeah, he's got a point. I just go die. <laughs> Give me two pictures. I'm good. Let's go. Oh, oh yes, is of it, course. Is, is your father familiar with a man called the Journeyman? The, the who? The journey, I, it does not ring any sort of bells. But... Just, just no. checking. Well, okay. We are really only familiar with Strahd here. But I will explain more of this to you in the morning. You you look very tired. <laughs> You're going to ask your cat brother questions? No, I'm just going to start naming him questions. He's just asking those questions. Just take the wine, drink it, just quote him tonight. Let's go. Not again, now. Uh, how, what, what time of day is it? I mean... You can't really tell. It is in the afternoon. It's not quite evening yet. It hasn't gone pitch black, but the sun is starting to go down. You've been traveling for a good bit. You you ended up fighting those zombies like maybe early morning. You didn't really hey. know what time it was because it was you're in the middle of the huge I, dark forest. I'd, I'd like to us for us to like sit down, share a drink before we head to bed, and figure out who the hell I've been so fortunate and looks at Sebastian and unfortunate to share this uh, misadventures with. Uh, Ismark sort of looks at everybody. He's like almost sort of excited. He, he walks over to the barkeep and throws down a purse. He's like, that should cover everything or whatever they want. And then he bursts, he runs back through the door and just bursts out like at fucking sprint. He just, he seems really jazzed that you guys are here now and like almost overexcited, just bolts. After he, he pays for everything, so you guys can get whatever you like, and uh, take your seat. You guys take your seats at your tab at your table and uh, do your thing. I grab my two pitchers. I'm two fisted. Double. Uh, I claw at the the floor and I write milk. I just sit and meditate for a minute. I lean over and take one of the pictures away from Sebastian. Take a picture away from me. <laughs> I snatch another picture away from the bartender. I start gathering some chairs and a table or two together so we can all sit and share some drinks together. And uh, I, I keep clawing at the floor and put milk, please, at the exclamation point. I grab a drink, walk over to where the table's being set up. Set my sword in the whetstone and start sharpening my blade. The Ravens takes a seat. He's the good bear from Waterboy. Refuses to part partake in eating with the rest of them. And instead works on fixing weapons and in infusing his whip and no, his dagger and the Waterboy's staff. Excellent. All right, so at this point, Guy, you're going to have to... Uh, it's been about a half an hour. You're going to... Well, if I, sensing that it's close to time, I walk out as the panther of the door, and then when I, I shake back in, and I, I, I'm, a, I'm a person, and I walk in as if 
like the panther walked away. Excellent. And then I'm like, hey, did you guys ever get that panther, the milk he wanted? Like he he said he wanted milk. Um, anyone? No, but did you want some milk, buddy? I mean, uh, sure. Uh, unrelated to the panther, sure. Yeah. All right, we'll get you some milk. Come have a seat and join us. Cool. I did it. You get everything you need at your table. The bartender comes over with a tray and hands everything and drops it down the table and looks at you again I, for a second. I bow to him. It just sort of looks at you weird and hobbles back over to the the bar and picks up the same glass that he's been cleaning the whole night and just starts cleaning it again. Just, I, I walk, just walk up to that guy. He was hobbling, right? You said he was hobbling? Oh, yeah, he, he he's older. He's just... He's just Oh, because I, I put my hands on him and I and I uh, I cast a cure wounds and I hope that fixes his hobbling and I bow to him and I walk away. Oh, excellent! He sort of starts walking a little bit better and sort of looks at you and nods and hmm. still cleaning the same thing, just <laughs> spits into the cup and, and, I, and I go sit back down. That's with our monk friend and he likes touching people. Swear. What's, so what's it, it seems with like you and and grabbing things that are not yours? Ooh, snap back, bye. <laughs> Sick burn, bro. So our buddy, <laughs> our buddy left us. Another one of our companions is MIA. Actually, I think we're three companions short at this point. I've lost count with how many people the journeymen have sent with us. Uh. Before I call it a night, I wanted to get names, maybe some backstory on you guys, just so I'm more familiar with who I've been trying to save or, you know, share some ale with these last few days. All you need to know is I'm a wood elf and I'm looking for my father. Does the wood elf have a name? Want to run that by me again? Oh, all you need to know is that I'm a wood elf, and I'm looking for my father, and my name is God L'Oreal. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Zex Krishanata. Pleasure as well. Don't everyone jump at once. Kyver, that's all you know that I'm going to drink. I, I, I look at Joe. What about, what about you, my... Uh, Tailed friend. Totally ignoring Sebastian trying to speak. I look up at uh, Law's character. I say, I'm Argyle. I'm tired. And we'll continue this another time. That'll work for me. How about, how about you, Mr. Tiny? <clears throat> Taking a swig of his ale, still sharpening his blade, he looks up. You know my name is Galahad. My Goliath, I come from the mountains. I've been traveling as a paladin for the past three years. And after... After leaving my com- after leaving my comrade, I took went over to the village, went to the temple, and that's where we are now. But again, I've been training to be a paladin for the past three years, and eventually to go back to my people. And as for you, my uh, Raven friend, I look to my cat friend. 
Ghastly Grim, oh, Ghastly Grim, an ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. I pull out from my coat a small trinket, the last sentimental item from my lost beloved passed on life, Lenore. And I look at him. On the back, etched on are the words Atros. And I show him as if to point at it, as if showing him my name. I open the locket, and within it, follow my books, Cease of Sorrow, Sorrow for the Lost Lenore. And I close the locket, bow my head, and put it back, back in my jacket. It's a pleasure to finally meet you, uh, Arch Atros. I just, with my hand on my heart, bow. I'm just chugging pictures. I look, I look to Guy's character and ask, what about you, my water friend? What's your name? I also look at Guy's character wondering why he didn't bow and just... Oh, no, I said I bow. I said I bow. <laughs> oh, you bow, okay. 100%. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. bow. 100%. Um, Lawrence, as soon as you asked me that question, I look wide-eyed at you like I was waiting for you to ask me this question since the first time we've met. And I go into a 45-minute long explanation of my whole life story to you guys. And I go into extreme detail. Like, I don't, I, I tell you all my secrets, everything I've ever done. I tell you everything because I don't have any, uh, uh, like, filter. And I'm trusting towards everybody. So I just tell you guys the whole story. My name is uh, Weakwa. Uh, I, I lived with this hermit and he passed away. And now I'm on a journey for him to give this uh, this uh, gift to a friend of his. And I show you guys a box, but I don't open it up what it is because it's like sealed. So I can't break the box. And so I'm like, this is, what, this is for his friend. Uh, and I'm going to give this to him. And... Uh, it once I do that, then my journey has been fulfilled. I don't know what else to do. I have no other plan. So if you guys ever want to be best friends or like talk at night and tell us like your deep darkest secrets, like I could totally do that. That's what, like what you guys want to do. And I I'm done. And like I didn't breathe that whole time. I like I word vomited everything to you guys. The Raven finishes infusing. The staff walks over and returns to him, pats him on the shoulder, and walks away. <laughs> if it's been an hour at this point, I've already chugged ten pictures, and I'm drunk as a skin. Maybe that means you'll be a little uh, bit more honest. Right. So I finally look at Sebastian's character. How about you, Sticky Fingers? What's, you what's your story? Fingers. Don't call me Sticky Fingers. Slip one time, one time. I should call. I should call you slippery fingers or slippery feet at this point. Okay, I, I, I give you that. Give me another picture. It's Kyver. The name's Kyver. Kyver. That's right. Remember the name. It's it, it's Kyver. Great D. Kyver. I don't. I don't really run across many of us in my encounters. By any chance, have you seen any other backs that look like me? You no, you 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 really won't cross a lot of us, you know. Connection, sorry, guys. Bad, yeah, what bad, bad story, bad story. That's all you need to know. You you got a gift, my brother. You you don't remember anything. 
It's a gift. It's a gift. Uh, picture, picture. So I fall asleep a little bit. Everyone keeps telling me. Alright, guys. As you guys know, I'm Zex Kushinata. I have no real backstory because I don't know anything before. I was probably a teenager. Argo took me in here along with Duo after a bunch of me running around and doing a lot of odd jobs and ends. And I now am sitting embarking on my own quest uh, to find my past. That's the long and the short of it. Yes, past is good to forget. Forget past. Just drink. As you guys told me all your backstories, I was writing it in my notes. And I put, like, a picture of you guys, but I can't draw very well. So it's like stick figure versions of all of you. And under it says, like, best friend number one, best friend number two. And then under the cat, it's, like, question mark. And then... Yo, I'm so serious. He's... Yo, he's Gordon from Black Clover so much. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So... We started to finish out our our wine. Our our buddy um, Joe has uh, turned in for the night. Uh, I'm gonna call it because I'm very eager to hear what the gentleman has to say to us for the morning. I'm passed out on the table already. Galen, do you think we should leave him? Or should we actually take him to a bed? The raven walks over to him and instead throws chains over him and chains him to the table and throws a few locks on him and walks away. (laughs) I like you, Atros. I really like you. That'll do. (laughs) That'll do. (laughs) Excellent. So everyone... Begins to go to bed, they slowly file out one by one. The paladin seems to be the last one sitting there next to the to Baxi that is pissed drunk and literally chained to the table. The bartender doesn't even really notice or care. The three Vistani just sort of chuckle in the corner as they get up and leave. And You're left in the corner. You're left basically alone. With a, a cat passed out next to you, and uh, you begin to stare into the flames of the uh, meager fire. But as you're staring, you sort of phase out a little bit. You trans, you zone, zone out for a second, and you sort of nod off a little bit. You sort of head goes down and pops up, and you wake from sleep in what seems to be a plane of pure light. You aren't so much standing, but more suspended in limbo. And You try to move from the place you currently reside in, but you only succeed in flailing your limbs. Uh, a large uh, metallic flash streaks by your vision, and you immediately tense. And as your mind races, an overwhelming sense of calm takes you, and you begin to focus in on this feeling, eyes closed in concentration. Now you feel an enormous presence directly in front of you, and upon opening your eyes, you see a large, almost translucent blue eye staring back at you. In your mind, you hear a deep rumble of a voice speak. Galahad, 
You have served the side of good and law most expediently. You shall be rewarded for your piety and devotion, but this reward comes with a grave warning. Violence is only ever a path that is taken after exhausting all other options. Stray from this, and pain and anguish will follow. And that you, the eye closes and darkness snaps over you and you nod back awake and the fire is almost completely out. The floof is still snoring next to you, hasn't even moved, he's just like dead to the world. And uh, I'm just saying, mommy, mommy, sleep. <laughs> and you get up and go to your room and you all have a full rest, regain all of your spell slots and your hit points and whatnot, and we will end it here for the evening then, and uh, when I come down to New York next month, we will pick it up from this spot right here.